This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, September 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. President Donald Trump faced uncommitted voters head-on in a 90-minute town hall special hosted by ABC News. The event was held at the historic National Constitution Center in Philadelphia. ABC News chief anchor George Stephanopoulos anchored the event titled The President and the People. The forum provided uncommitted voters the opportunity to ask the president their questions on issues affecting Americans from the coronavirus pandemic and economic recovery to protests for racial justice and climate change. The guests selected by ABC came from a wide background. Some previously voted for Trump, others did not. The most discussed topic was about coronavirus. Trump, to no surprise, defended his administration's response. It came off from China. They should have never let it happen. And if you look at what we're doing with ventilators and now vaccines, we're close to having vaccines, said Trump. The president also answered questions about comments he made to journalist Bob Woodward about downplaying the coronavirus. Trump says he didn't downplay the coronavirus pandemic, even though he told Woodward that he did so intentionally. Trump told Woodward that he always uh, wanted to play it down because he didn't want people to panic. He also called the virus deadly stuff. There were a number of road closures and SEPTA delays yesterday during the president's visit. Everything reopened last night and is moving along as normal this morning. A pregnant woman is in critical condition after she was struck by stray bullets during a shooting in the Port Richmond section of Philadelphia late Tuesday. Officers on patrol reported hearing gunshots at about 10 p.m. on the 1900 block of East Somerset Street. Police said they found the 28-year-old victim on the sidewalk with gunshot wounds to her neck and chest. She was rushed to Temple University Hospital, where she remains in extremely critical condition. Sources confirmed that the woman is pregnant, but were not sure how far along she was in the pregnancy or whether the baby had survived. Investigators said that they had at least two men in custody. Police said a witness told them that two males were at the shooting scene and that at least one of them fired a gun. Investigators said they found two guns and said that some of the rounds that were fired came from a long gun rifle. Detectives are reviewing surveillance video in the area uh, in search of more clues for their investigation. Transgender activist Sarah McBride won a Democratic state uh, Senate primary in Delaware on Tuesday and is poised to make history as the first transgender person elected to the state's General Assembly. McBride, who interned at the White House during President Barack Obama's administration, made history at the 2016 Democratic National Convention by becoming the first transgender person to speak at a major party convention. She later served as the national press secretary for the human rights campaign. McBride defeated Joseph McColl as on Tuesday to advance to the November general election. The Senate district in contention stretches from northern Wilmington to the Pennsylvania border and she has uh, been held by Democratic Harris McDowell since 1976. McDowell who is retiring and endorsed McBride is the longest serving legislator in Delaware history. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the New York Mets last night at the ballpark. 
Jake Arrieta pitched well into the sixth inning before leaving with a hamstring injury. Didi Gregorius hit a two-run home run, and the Phillies beat the New York Mets 4-1. to one. The series continues tonight. Jacob deGrom will pitch for the Mets, while Aaron Nola gets to start for the Phillies. Game time is scheduled for 7.05. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics 117-114 to in overtime in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler's three-point play with 12 seconds left put Miami ahead. Bam Adebayo blocked Jason Tatum at the rim on Boston's next possession and the Heat held on for the win. Out West, Denver's Jamal Murray and Nick Jokic led an impressive turnaround as the Nuggets advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2009. Murray scored 40 points. Jokic had a uh, triple-double by the third quarter, and Denver overcame another double-digit deficit to shock the favored Los Angeles Clippers 104-89 in Game 7. And in the Stanley Cup Finals, the New York Islanders stayed alive with a 2-1 double overtime win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jordan Everlay scored on a two-on-one break 12-30 into the second overtime and forced the Game 6, which will be tomorrow night in Edmonton. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. uh, Thank you, Farmer Kathy. It is a win. Yeah. mm, Oh, oh, right. We'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah. I was like, "What? What do you mean?" Uh, Kathy's uh, Kathy had to go out and uh, and check livestock this morning. Is that right? I'll I'll explain later right. on. It's an interesting little thing here, uh, but yes, I was surprised to hear about this thing going on at the Romano. I household. did. I did have to do something this morning I before I left. I know you did. Uh, so we welcome you to Wednesday. A couple things that happened on Wednesdays. Fox Good Day. So we'll go on TV uh, this morning. Uh, we will also have a secret text word, and today we have your chance to win an Amazon Fire TV stick and a one-month subscription to Philo. Nice. Is it Philo or Philo? I guess it's Philo. I don't Philo. know. I think it's Philo. P-H-I-L-O. I know it's Philo dough. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it's the same thing. So, text the word secret to 39333, which you can do right now, and uh, we're going to send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call with the word. The designated caller wins the Fire stick and the subscription. And uh, we'll grab a random texture, too, so why not go ahead and give it a shot? As far as guests go, we have Joe Frost, the super nanny. Yeah. She will be joining us today because uh, they have, um, uh, is, it, is it a debut or a new episode is coming up? Yeah, on September 22nd. So we will talk to Joe Frost later on this morning. And I can say, Joe, I love you. <laughs> yeah, Which I yeah. do. I love her. So, Joe, I love you. Uh, so, Joe, I love you. She will be joining us. And uh, we have some stuff to give away. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize, $300 Visa gift card. So, uh, opportunity to snag that and uh, and more. So, yes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hopefully, uh, you'll stick with us through the program. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. And uh, I'll get you the entertainment stories and a stupid question with some stuff to give to you hang for the ride in we shall accompany you where you need to be we'll be right back listen to all the wmmr podcasts as well as a live stream on your alexa enabled device just say alexa open mmr it's always been acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the eagles and today that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the prize for the super question this morning is Carlo Pass for up to four people to see uh, Nate Bergazzi, who's going to be at the Circle Drive-In Theater in Scranton on Thursday, September 24th. The question I have for you today is as follows. 
Which literary character is often depicted with a top hat featuring a label that reads, In His Style, 10-6th? Hmm. Which literary character is often depicted with a top hat featuring a label that reads, In This Style, not his style, In This Style, 10-6th? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. It's Wednesday, September 16th. It is Mickey Rourke's birthday today. Ah. Uh, he is celebrating his 68th birthday today. I was just watching a uh, YouTube video on the making of Iron Man 2. And they, of course, he played Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird... My bird. My bird. My bird. <laughs> it's okay, Mickey, if, if people can actually understand your dialect <laughs> with your Russian accent. But uh, if it, all he ever is is the wrestler, man, what a great performance. I think his finest performance. It's just yeah. amazing. I and wish he could do more of that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard movie. It's it's a it's a sad movie. And it's he gets he, so well done. He tugs at the heartstrings. He really He's a does. real person. Yeah, instead yeah. of his bird. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> when he when he went up Lord. against Coco Beware with his parrots <laughs> on his shoulders. <laughs> right. I don't know what that means. Go go beware! He had birds on his shoulder. Oh, he was yeah. a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He, he had birds. He had birds. Mickey Rourke is sixty-eight today. Uh, Mark Anthony, the oh. singer and ex-husband of Jennifer Lopez. Yes. The song this that I had is, yes. in, in Kathy's birthday video that I, drum, I did a drum video for. And did you say you wear his fashion? I I have bought at Kohl's <laughs> quite a bit from the Mark Anthony collection. I actually you like enjoy it. his clothing line. And you know what? When I was I'm not familiar with Mark Anthony's no. music at all. So <laughs> I went in and I wanted to do some salsa music for Kathy's birthday video that I made. And so I just plugged in salsa music, and this came up as one of the top tracks. And it was Mark Anthony and. So I started learning the drum part. I'm like, this is actually really good. Like yeah. Did you see the picture of, speaking of Mark Antony, the uh, Jennifer Lopez picture of her? I did. Oh, my God. Yeah. 51 on the yeah. beach. She looks fantastic. Mark Anthony is 52 years old today. Uh, Amy Poehler celebrates her birthday. She's 49. I'm watching Parks and Rec again. I've watched it three or four times. All right, what do I have to do to get past the part where it sucks? Um, it doesn't <laughs> suck. It, it just starts slowly. Yeah, yeah it, it, it starts first, slowly. The first season. Listen, the first season of The Office is kind of slow. I don't think that it's great, but once you get to know the characters, you start to love it. And and I found once you get past season one and a half or whatever with uh with Parks and Rec, it's it's on par with the uh, with the office. You know it's what I say, show. Nick? Yeah. I, probably a good point of delineation where it really makes its jump to really good is when Chris Pratt becomes yeah. Um, the instead of just the deadbeat husband becomes the boyfriend of um. Yeah, he's not he's not really even right. a star in the first. Right, season. right, right. Yeah. We had the uh, like the male lead in studio when that show started. Is that guy Paul something or other? And he left after one season or, or whatever. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, and and so he's not very memorable. But Amy Poehler and the rest of the cast are great. Uh, he is, or she is, I should say. Amy Poehler is uh, forty nine. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, the actress, uh, movies like Bound and Liar Liar and uh, the Chucky movies, Moving Violations. Yep, going way back. She's sixty two today. Ed Begley Jr., who is one of the stars of the Christopher Guest films, we had him in, on Best in Show. Yeah, just recently, right? Yeah, he was very. He, he talked about a lot of environmental things. He did. That's, that's his. Uh, that's his lifestyle, and, and he had a lot to talk about composting and so on. Mm. Yeah, well, it was for Earth Day, I think he was. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a story arc in. Uh, six Feet Under. I'm talking about Six Feet Under as if it uh, just wrapped up. Right, but you just watched it. <laughs> it wrapped up 15 years ago, right. but I just got done watching it. It's really, really good. Uh, so he is 60... No, he's 71 today, actually. Wow. Uh, Dave the Snake Sabo 
Played guitar for the band Skid Row. Skid Row. Celebrates uh, his uh, 56th birthday today. I always liked his playing. In this song, thank you for playing this case, I remember you as one of my favorite guitar solos of that era. He was just a he was just a shredder. He just ripped on it. So. Did he ever say that he liked rocking and rolling and whatnot? <laughs> no, I don't think he was quite okay level. They were Skid Row was a little more a little less glammy, I think, right. than uh, than uh, Skid than uh, Warrant was. But anyhow, uh, Dave the Snake Sabo is fifty six. It'd be great if you had a nickname like the Snake and it stuck, and every yeah. time your birthday came around, people still referred to you as Dave the Snake Sabo. Well, that was uh, Jim Antes's dad. Everybody called him Snake. The snake. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. his dad Snake Pliskin? No, he was not Snake Pliskin. But I mean, like you just called him like if you anybody uh, in Southwest, they just knew him as Snake. snake. Well, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Molly Shannon, uh, former SNL alum, uh, along with Amy Poehler, celebrates her birthday today. She is 56. Uh, David Copperfield, the illusionist. Um, what Does he still He's, operate in Vegas? He still does. He no still kid. performs. I don't know if that's a sort of a permanent residency for him, if he takes the act on the road. No, I don't. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a big act. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's big yeah. visual illusions. Yeah. He's 64 today. Uh, Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. Ooh. I think he's my favorite. He is twenty <laughs> Jonas is your favorite? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's the one who's the lead singer for Sucker, right? I love that. I'm a sucker for that song. All right. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. He's a good actor, too. He actually is. He was in Midway. He's in Midway. He's, no, in, the, he's in the Jumanji movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Midway, he... Uh... Oh... Well, it's not even a spoiler, but he dies. His, his character arc is interesting. <laughs> yeah, he goes, so he's the he goes guy, swimming at the end. But he's the guy in uh, Jumanji. He grows. He's yeah. been in the game exactly. for a long, long time. Yeah. I was not aware. That's of Nick it. Jonas. He's twenty eight today. Uh, Kenny Jones, former drummer of the Small Faces, the Faces, the Who. After. Um, um, what's his face? Keith, died. Moon. Keith Moon died. Ringo. You know, what's his face? Did you just call Keith Moon once? I did. You forget sometimes. There's a lot of... He's an entertainment reporter. He's... I've been very forgetful this week. I've been having a hard time putting things together in my mind. Yes, the great Keith yes. Moon. Uh, Kenny Jones replaced him. Kenny Jones, not a very exciting drummer, not explosive like Keith Moon was, but he did the job. I mean, you know, Eminence Front and I saw him, Tricky Day and some great songs that he played on. Yeah, absolutely. And the I, Faces were a great band, too. I think, Preston, when he first joined The Who, um, I think that that Shea Stadium show I saw with The Clash, I think was one of the first tours The Who had gone out on after he joined. That's awesome. Uh, actress Alexis Bledel, who was on uh, Gilmore Girls, um, and I've been I've watched her in The Handsma- Handmaid's Tale. Oh, She's really her. good, right? Yeah. yeah, she plays a pretty. Her character has had a rough go of it, man. Uh, she is uh, thirty nine years old today. She's great on Sin that City show. too. Uh, is she in Sin City? Oh yeah, she, they, they the colorize her the eyes. The young prostitute. Yeah, She's yeah, got yeah. The really super blue eyes, which she does have in person anyway. Uh, Richard Marks, who has been here in the studio. Yes, that guy. <laughs> I love this guy. Right and here waiting for you. Wait a second. What makes him. Richard? Yeah, we did, and oh. he played for us. He was excellent. Yes, don't you don't why remember? Do I, why do I not remember and this? And what was so cool, Preston, you'll agree, he gets that he's Richard oh, Marks. totally. Totally. He had tweeted something last year about, uh, you know, just going to any dentist <laughs> yeah. office in the United States <laughs> if you want to hear some Richard Marks. <laughs> Uh, but he is 57 today. And then another actor from uh, Handmaid's Tale, a guy named Max Mengella. Uh, he was also in The Social Network and The Internship, and he plays a character called Nick uh, in uh, Handmaid's Tale, which is a, an important character. He is 35 years old today. He's got big 
uh, Matt Rovine type eyebrows. <laughs> does he? Yes, wow. he does. Yes, he does. It should be a song, Matt Rovine eyebrows. <laughs> kind of like, like Benny, Benny Davis, Davis eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, got Matt Rovine eyebrows. Or, Matt Rovine brows. Yeah, that yeah, yeah sure. Brows. Yeah, you're right. yeah. Yeah. Well, you're we need to get him in to see Ashley Gallo. A man. Who? She'd have retire. to clear her calendar. <laughs> clear my month. Wait, who, you have to get who? Rovine? Rovine, yeah. yeah. He gets his eyebrows done. No. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, well, otherwise, it'd all, be... Yeah, his yeah. What be landscaping like a, firm does he use? No, it would be like, probably be like a unibrow. No, yeah. He, yeah. he gets them done. Okay. I didn't know that. All yeah, right. they're groomed. Good but wouldn't he rather have Ashley, Ashley Gallo do them for yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> right, maybe. All right, let's see if we can find an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, which literary character is often depicted wearing a top hat featuring a label that reads, In this style... 10-6-215-263-WMMR, the number, and the caller we're going to go to is Kevin this morning. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's going on, Preston? Not much. Just looking for an answer. So what literary character are we talking about here? The Mad Hatter. Correct. (laughs) One moment. And Kevin gets as a prize, Carlo Paz, for people to see. Nate Bergazzi at the Circle Drive-In Theater that's in Scranton on Thursday, September 24th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's get into some entertainment stories. On Tuesdays, uh, or this past Tuesday, the Royals rolled out the red carpet for Prince Harry's 36th birthday, but many of his wife, Meghan Markle's fans, were a little bit upset, noting that none of the tributes included shots of Meghan, Mm. who's considered a divisive figure by many across the pond. Did you see that they got him a royal bounce house? Oh, that was sweet. Yeah, it's like a bounce palace. Uh, so one commenter wrote alongside a picture of Prince William, the shade of them using this pic rather than one including his wife. Huh. Um, and I did notice that actually. Now that you mention it, there were the pictures that I saw that were the official posts were him smiling and happy and without her. But it's his. It's his birthday. birthday so I can see that, right? You want to well, singularly. Sure. It was post- him on a pony, and him. <laughs> yeah. you know? Is it just one picture, or is it a series of pictures? I saw two. Okay, yeah, it's more than one, I believe. So, um, another person had commented there must have been hundreds of photos you could have picked, but you chose to post one of Harry, William, and Kate. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, so if, if there was one with Harry, yeah. William, and Kate, <laughs> that's a different story. Yep. The uh, it was also one that was pressed at sort of an anonymous D-pick. That, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> was Chris, Chris Evans. Evans, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harry and Meghan surprised many when they stepped down from their senior royal duties in January, of course. And uh, they are now going on with a $150 million, $150 million deal at Netflix. So, Dancing with the Stars. We talked about this yesterday. Carol Baskin, of course, is a contestant. There was a commercial that ran during the show. Uh, and it concerned her second husband, Don Lewis, who was missing. The commercial featured his daughters, Gail, Linda, and Donna, along with his former assistant, Anne McQueen, and the family attorney. And, of course, they were asking for information leading to, uh, you know, what happened to him, including right. information about Carol Baskin. It was a really interesting thing, very compelling that they ran it during that. Now, she has now commented on that. All right. Baskin told E.T., I have not seen the ad. I am not at all surprised. It's just been a huge publicity stunt on their part, so what more could they possibly do than that? But they don't, they say, if you believe, or if you have information that suggests Carol Baskin, they don't overtly accuse her, but it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, She added of the hate and trolling that she gets on social media, she said, spending time worrying about what I'm doing is probably not a really good use of your time. I'm not worried about what people say, because even when they're saying things that are negative... Uh, it's keeping the conversation out there about cats in the public eye. 
as long as I can keep that conversation out there, I can keep the cats in the spotlight, and that's my goal. So isn't it's so hard to keep juggling all these different stories. W- weren't there questions as uh, to whether or not her facility was mistreating the tigers as well, and, and that there were motions to get those animals taken away from her as well? well? That, that, that I like, don't know. Like, I don't know about the killing and all of that, but, like, the conditions that the animals yeah, were living I, in I, I thought I place. read something but like that. But she owns the, the other one. She owns Joe Exotics They now. gave yeah. her, yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic was going out of his goddamn mind. I can't believe it. <laughs> and not even the prison. <laughs> Do we know where this commercial aired? I mean, it wasn't national, right? Uh, I think it ran locally in Florida. Okay. Uh, oh, so it, it did run here? during a commercial break in local Florida markets. To buy a watch, national spot? I didn't watch yeah. um, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I didn't see it. Only the next day just reports of right. it. So I didn't see it either. Yeah. It must have aired. And I watched most of it. It must have aired in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because if they believe that that disappearance took place there, then, you know, (laughs) maybe it's going to be somewhere around there that's going to know about it. Uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard's daughters chose to support his sobriety in a variety of unique ways. Appearing on Tuesday's premiere podcast of Say Yes with Carla Hall, Bell reveals that Delta, who is five, and Lincoln, who is seven, love... Uh, the non-alcoholic beer that Shepard consumes to stay sober. She said, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and let me start by saying I don't care. Uh, She said, you're allowed to give me any advice you guys want, any of these listeners. You're welcome to tell me I'm a terrible parent. I don't care. I'm a great parent, I think, and I'm learning every day. She said, my husband brought home a six-pack of O'Doul's last night, and my daughters often ask for O'Doul's. Stressing that it has no booze or sharing that her girls have uh, been at restaurants and ordered the beers, explaining that it made them feel closer to their dad. I mean, it has some, right? It's not... Point point something. I don't know. Point five? Does that seem right? Does that sound right? I have no idea. Probably less. I I don't know, but there are... Point five percent? We we had... um, some Guinness chocolates not that long ago. How much of that? that technically, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's next to zero. Okay, you know, so 0.4%. Yeah. Okay. So um, she had said uh, it makes him feel close to their dad. Bell reveals that while she's cool with it, she's afraid that others may not feel as comfortable with their beverage choice during school. Doc Shepard's been sober for, what, 14 years, I think? A uh, long time, yeah. long time, yeah. Uh, she said they have 15-minute breaks where they are allowed to jump around and grab a snack and wiggle it out. And I walk in to check on them at 9.30, and both of them were drinking an O'Doul's on their Zooms. She said, they're both just sipping their doolies. And I'm like, what must these other parents and teachers think of me? So, yeah, they like O'Doul's. I don't know. I probably wouldn't get my kids used to the taste of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Because <laughs> it, it is an acquired taste, even if it's non-alcoholic. And, you know, I don't know. I, I can I see your point. Let me ask you this. Uh, as far as regular beer drinkers, is there a marked difference when you taste an O'Doul's compared to a regular? I've never tried it. it. it does it get close um, to the source material? Yeah, it asking. gets pretty close. Okay. It's, it's a very, very light beer. I Now, for... Just shy of two years, I quit drinking because of my migraines. I wanted to find out what my triggers were, so I quit drinking, and I I stayed off, and so I started drinking non-alcoholic beer. What'd you think? It was okay. There were a couple of them that I did like. Um, Caliber? Was that the one? Caliber was the one that I I liked the most, and that was made by Guinness. Okay. And it's not not like a a stout. It it was was a different flavor, but it was pretty good. It was so funny. I went to a party one night, 
and it, it was a uh, bring your own. Right. And so I brought my my calibers and I put them in this community cooler. Yeah. And like I came back later, like three of them had been drank, and I was like, Oh, oh you dumbass! Don't you hate that? Don't you hate that? Like, oh yeah. Like if you go, but like, I thought we, it was funny because they think they're getting their booze on. I am so. I am so ripped on caliber. Uh, it's yeah. like when you have, I have people over to the house or we'll have a, like a dinner party or something and I, I specifically have food for vegetarians or that food disappears. You yeah. know, there's like one or two. That means everyone's eating that stuff. Yeah, so I had uh, gone on a couple of vacations with my buddy Jeff and right. uh, just down the shore and this is like early on in my sobriety. And so I, I gravitated towards monster energy drinks. Right. And so when we, we shared the shore house, I had a, like a case or whatever of Monster, I would drink like one a day. And then he's like, oh, can I have some? His wife yelled at him. He's like, dude, that's his. Like, you have your entire refrigerator of beer, and you're essentially taking the only thing, his only vice. And I'm like, thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Because I didn't want to say that. It's mine. There's an episode of Cheers, and that's what uh, Nick and I were, were smiling about earlier. There's an episode <laughs> of Cheers where uh, I guess they lose their liquor license for the They're day. They're in danger of losing They're it if, in, they, yeah. if they serve any alcohol. So they... Serve nothing but non-alcoholic beer, and Cliff Clavin gets so... Is it Cliff, right? Yeah, he, gets, he pretends to get wasted. Hammered. And he's wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. That's Mostly great. it's about drinking a beer while other people are drinking a beer. It's like the feeling of having yeah. a beer in your hand. Yeah, you it's know? a community yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's like uh, having a uh, like an oral fixation of some type, yeah. you know? So, yeah, you don't feel kind of left out. But anyhow... I don't know. There's no hurry to get your kids to used to the taste of beer, no. but you know, whatever, man. But it's not alcohol, so there you go. Uh, Kim Kardashian announced yesterday that she is freezing her Facebook and Instagram accounts today. Freezing uh, to- liquid nitrogen. It's- <laughs> In protest of how the company has handled hate speech and misinformation, and she asks her social media followers to do the same. Other celebrities following suit today as part of the Stop Hate for Profit campaign, which also led to a Facebook advertiser boycott earlier this year, include Katy Perry and Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Mark Ruffalo. Please tell me that Hoppy Floppy is not participating. No, in this. she is not. Okay. As a matter of fact, she's doing the opposite. She's doing. She's going to post. She's over flopping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see this documentary on um, uh, Netflix called uh, The Social, Social Dilemma? Yeah, I started watching it. Somebody recommended that to it's me. It's really, really interesting. And, you know, before you think it's, you know, anything that is any sort of has any sort of bipartisanism, it doesn't. It's just. Or, or, it just, or overly partisan. It is bipartisan, is what you're saying. It yeah, is bipartisan. Yeah, yeah. And thank you very much for correcting <laughs> me on that. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's just. Before you think this is fair. Uh, no, I, th- I. Well, listen, no, I, no, th- I think it's fair. Yeah, and no, I would no. prefer that you know somebody that maybe has a different political or social views that I do watch it as well, so and can see common ground. Yeah, um, uh, because and so the people that they interview during this are people that created these things. Like the guy who created the like button on Facebook, he he's, he's like, I didn't realize what I was doing. Yeah. Yes, I, I saw yeah. I saw a, a clip of this where a guy goes, I thought that this was just a a, a, a force for good, and he just goes. Boy, was I wrong! Yeah, <laughs> they were talk. They were talking to some of the the architects behind their, the you know the basic software of these social media programs, and not not in this documentary, but I've seen other documentaries and other interviews where they're the the basic tenor of what they're saying is, "My God, what have I unleashed?" Yeah, my mm-hmm. intention yeah. was this, and I had yeah, you know, and and if you're creating something, well, we're in entertainment news. I don't want to get too deep right now, right. But, if you're, but if you're creating something, man, do you have to consider? All of the potential options that something you make 
will unleash. You know yes. what I mean? It's, yeah. And it's hard probably to do that if your intention is just for this one hey, thing, you know? here's a way to say I like this. Yeah. Well, you then not realizing that you send people into a deep depression if they don't get that. Yeah. And then so they eliminate the, the down button and, and it all a whole pla- a plethora of things occur. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to watch right. that case. But anyhow... Uh, she wrote, I can't uh, sit by and stay silent while these platforms continue to allow the spreading of hate, propaganda, and misinformation created by groups I to, just s- can't. to mm-hmm. sow division and split America apart only to take steps after people are killed. Uh, she charged that uh, it undermines our democracy. So Facebook has been criticized, of course, for several of its policies, including allowing politicians to run ads with false claims. Although the company has recently announced some changes, including not allowing new political ads in the week before the November election and labeling posts by candidates if they try to prematurely declare victory, uh, critics, including Stop Hate for Profit, say that they don't go far enough. Yes. So Bonnie McFarlane is a, a stand-up comedian married to Rich Foss, and she's really, really funny. And she has this bit in her last stand-up special where she talks about how she's only been called the C-word in person like twice, but because of social media, yeah. she gets it call, called it all the time. And right. I, I think that's a... Uh, the yeah. anonymity lends itself to <laughs> yeah. the, the worst parts of people's personalities. Yeah. So Wingfoot Country Club turned into Bushwood uh, uh-huh. for a couple of mornings, at least while Michael O'Keefe, better known as Danny Noonan from Caddyshack fame ended up carrying the bag of area club pro Danny Ballin during Monday and Tuesday's nine hole U.S. Open practice rounds. Oh, um, it was the practice round. Yes, he said, I'm just here having a blast. Uh, he's now 65 years old on the 40th anniversary of the release of the epic flick. He said, I'm hoping the poison I gave his caddy Mark will kick in and they might have to put me on the bag Thursday and Friday. Wearing a red Bushwood Country Club hat. Oh, that's great. Uh, the original, he says, is probably in some bar in uh, Davie, Florida. O'Keefe uh, lapped up every moment, returning to where he actually caddied for two summers in 1971 and 72. Let me ask you, With uh, obviously you don't possess the knowledge that a really top-level caddy possesses, but if you were able to go with uh, like a top-level player and caddy for them and see their game up close like that, would you do that? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I'd and, do that. Yeah, caddy would, too. <laughs> Steve, you ever been to a golf tournament? I have never been to a They're golf really tournament. They're really fun, yeah. and I had no idea how much fun they were until I went. And it's uh, even if you're not a golf fan, if you sit, first of all, they're all beautiful courses. Right. You know, the, the best in the world. And then you're sitting there watching the best players in the world. You can sit at one hole and watch a whole, you know, cadre of guys come through. It's uh, Or women, you know, depending on the tournament. It, it's it's a fascinating thing to do, and it's always a good time. Yeah. I, th- I was, uh, and, and you are, it's shocking how close you can yes. get to those superstars. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I was. Like Paige? Uh, no, 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 like real professional <laughs> okay. golfers. Like the, like the, the, the page is wonderful. Obviously he's talking about page sporadic, but anyway, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, I was at the, the, the BMW at, uh, Aronimic yeah. uh, a couple of years ago and I'm, I'm at the golf course and my phone rings and it's my buddy, Steve, who's also a golf fanatic. He's like, what are you doing, man? I'm like standing six feet from Zach Johnson right yeah. now. He's like, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, hang on. And he teed off, and I'm like, I just saw him hit, you know, like 300 yard drive. Wow. So it's uh, that's amazing. It's really cool when you do that. So he, uh, let's see here, he is um, 
Uh, he gets he get he got his last loop yesterday and handed the bag back to Mark uh, Mondelblatt, who is uh, Ballin's regular caddy, uh, who walked alongside uh, the two on Monday. Mondelblatt wouldn't be as good a title as Bagger Vance. Uh, O'Keefe, who grew up in Larchmont, explained that the idea started as sort of a lark, but then it got legs. Said it did a lot of interviews this year because the 40th anniversary of the release of the movie, and I knew the open was going to be here. And he said, "My brother Billy's a member here and a former president." I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun if somebody let me on their bag? And I thought the chances of that happening were about as likely as Carl Spackler winning the Masters. So <laughs> he got to do it. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, Elle Fanning is sharing a look at her eczema flare-up in filter-free selfies on social media, showing her rosy eyelids. And she captioned it, eczema, but make it eyeshadow. So you could hold a flamethrower on my face uh, yeah, I, I, and burn it off. I, she's got a flawless face. Any imperfection, like it's it's amazing. And I get that it's all about the way you perceive yourself. But I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I, I you know, she's what? gorgeous still. She's so pretty. Uh-huh. Yes, I love her. Uh, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel star Rachel uh, Brosnahan had related and commented, "I feel seen." She said, "So I guess she has eczema as well." I don't know. She, ha- I mean, she's the she, when she plays the the, the princess and or in uh, um, Maleficent, Maleficent yeah. she, she's just stunning. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Evans appeared on the Tamron Hall show uh, Tuesday and addressed the leaked penis pics. That went viral over the weekend. I think we have some audio of this, do we not? We do. Okay, right, hang on. I'm playing the Captain America theme. Yeah. Not right, bad. Have, it's on the same... Um, yeah. Going to Captain America subcategory penis pick subcategory <laughs> Tamron Hall. It's on the uh, same uh, unit that... Unit. <laughs> that we use for the... Uh, You're good, man. You're good. Thank you. I do uh, what I can. It, it, was it sent over today it was or sent over yesterday? this morning. Okay, yes. it's, Casey, not, it's not sent over yet. Steve had it this morning. All right, anyhow... Uh, there it is. We got it. Okay, here we <laughs> go. What happened, Chris? You something happened this weekend? <laughs> um, How are you feeling? Uh, you know, it, look, it was it was uh, an interesting weekend, full of uh, lessons learned, a lot of teachable moments. Um, you know, you know, things happen. It's embarrassing. You got to roll with the punches. Uh, I will say, I have some pretty some pretty fantastic fans who really came to my support. Yes, they did. Party. Really, really nice. He still hasn't indicated if it was his or not, has he? Yeah. Uh, is he suggested? He I think he's coyly, yeah. How did she get this interview, by the way? I, I, I don't know. I mean, they're putting the big push on this show. I know that. Um, the, he's, By the way, he's got one of the best beards I've ever seen. Yep. It's uh, well-groomed. Yeah. And uh, he is a good-looking man. He probably just strains and it grows back in. Uh, he had previously took to Twitter joking, now that I have your attention, vote November 3rd. So, <laughs> is that what that was about? Yeah. Showing his D? Yeah, well, it was... <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, now that he got the attention. D for vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jude Law has welcomed his first child with wife and his six with with his wife and his sixth overall. Uh, he told uh, Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show, "It's really wonderful. We feel pretty blessed uh, that we are in a time where we could, as a family, just nest and enjoy each other's company and every day as it came." Who are the other but, five kids? Were I don't know. Susan Boyle. Welcomed his first child with wife and his sixth overall. That's what it says huh. here. Exactly. So, uh, Law and uh, Felipe Cohen uh, got married in April of last year. So, it's her first Felipe time. is the preferred name of Mindy Cohen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sean McEnroe shared a shot of himself hanging with his grandfather, Ryan O'Neill, and mom, Tatum O'Neill, and his siblings, Kevin and Emily. And it was, he shared, 
the first time that they've all reconnected in 17 years. It was pretty wild. How did you think Ryan looked in the picture? Uh, okay. A little you know, wizened, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, obviously. He's, his age. He's very thin. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he, how old is he now? 79, um, you said. 79? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he had said, uh, this is one of the most memorable photos of my life. Last time we were all together was at the 30-year Paper Moon anniversary in 2003. I could cry tears of gratitude that everyone in this photo is still alive and that we were all able to come together again after so many years of hardship. The entire West Coast is burning, but if the O'Neills can reconcile, truly anything as possible. Yeah, they've had a... Uh, a they've tumultuous been, life. Big time. And, and Brawling, I, drug addiction. I reminisced on uh, Tatum for a little bit online yesterday because I used to have the biggest crush on her. She, she was, was awesome. So pretty. You got to remember, she was. Uh, did she win the Oscar? An Oscar nominee for Paper Moon. Uh, she won the Oscar. She won the Oscar. And she was yeah. the youngest at the time, right, uh, to win. And then I think uh, for the piano, when yeah, uh, won for the piano, the piano. Uh, but yeah, she had a, a really bad drug problem, a heroin problem. Yeah, it's so bad that the court awarded uh, full custody of their children. She, the children she has with John McEnroe to John McEnroe. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I think. Yeah, we can go ahead and get to the clips now. <laughs> the babysitter, Killer Queen, follows up the first film with an all-out bloodbath, where our main protagonist, Cole. Fights against demonic enemies, both old and new. And in this clip, Robbie, uh, star Robbie Amell discusses the possibility of a third movie. Here we go. I'll keep doing this movie as long as McGee and Mary want me to. I have a lot of fun on set with them. It's always nice to come back and revisit this and goof around because it's such an outrageous movie. You just get a lot of freedom. I'd love to keep it going, but who knows? Not a, but yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for the first one. Uh, and I, I didn't watch the movie, but it looked interesting. It does. It's really gorgeous yeah. babysitter and turns out to be not that, right? Right, right. Some kind of demonic thing. Anyhow, the babysitter killer queen is available to watch on Netflix now. Here's the next clip. A loaded cast and dark premise make Netflix's The Devil at the Time one of the year's most anticipated movies to stream. And in this clip, director Antonio Campos explains how Robert Pattinson was chosen for the role. The funny thing is is that Rob wanted to play that character. I gave him the script. He was the first one that ever got a draft, a very early draft. He said, I want to play this guy. I think he just saw someone that he could sink his teeth into. And I think that the language of Tea Garden is something that an actor gets excited by. The way he speaks and what he says and the way he looks at the world. Yeah! Devil All the Time is available to watch on Netflix today, by the way. And that's it. That's the report. Nice. All set for your Wednesday morning. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment as we move this day forward as it only can go. Uh, Fox Good Day will check in. We have the super nanny, Joe Frost, joining us later on, too. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Earlier when we did the news break, I alluded to Kathy as Farmer Kathy. Uh-huh. And uh she she had to get up early and tend the flock this morning. <laughs> uh this I is did. this is hilarious, okay? Hold on to your hat. <laughs> Kathy is raising chickens. Wait, what? I, I thought you were gonna go there, but I thought no, there's no goddamn way. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I know that she's she gets into extra farm mode for because we have the fall activities oh, coming yeah. up. Now there the, what? We're tipping the hand a little bit on it's just, Kathy's, it's just a little bit. Kathy's right. fall activities coming up, but you know that that actually raising chickens with a chicken coop is all the rage these days. Several 
people in my area have them. It's, There's no way I would do that. It's huge. It's bizarre. And you know what, Preston? I know, like, you know Jenny DeHuff? You know the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she... She has, like, a lot of them. She has a lot. Yeah. And she's fallen in love with it. And, um, she, I mean, it... it and it seems to provide people who have chickens with a sense of peace and zen. We had talked to Jane Seymour. She had them. Did yes. G-Love, was G-Love raising chickens? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. G-Love was raising Cape chickens. Cod or Martha's Vineyard or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Saucy yeah. Redhead, our, our cake uh, uh, you know, goddess. Uh, she, Baker, yeah. she, 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 makes, she has a whole bunch of chickens. Well, you, yeah. can, you can take a step back because I'm, I'm not uh, fully raising the chickens. What, we, what we're You're doing. You're providing and a I'll, college fund. No, right, and listen, I'll, I'll get into uh, more of this during the, right. the fall activities because I, I want to make sure that they uh, they get enough attention, but and they live. Um, so so I drove out to a farm yesterday. Um, I actually drove through your area, kind of. It was out uh, my area. Okay. Yeah, it was out past the. Um, I think I drove through Quaker Town to get to it. Okay, sure. Um, but anyway, it's called Quiver Farm, and they're an educational farm. So they use all of their farm animals for educational programs right. uh, within the schools. They can't do that now because, um, you know, schools are not open. Right. Everything sure. is, has slowed down. So um, this is basically a, something that they're doing to be able to can, uh, keep their farm open and keep it running. So um, are you so, fostering chickens? So I, so that's pretty much what I'm doing is um, I'm assisting in the hatching process. Okay. Uh, so they sent us home with a dozen eggs, and they're in an incubator. And uh, in a week or a little over a week, they'll hatch. We'll keep them um, for a little while, and then we'll return them to the farm. That's pretty well, what cool, if well. you get attached, though? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so the woman that, that the educator, um, her name was Corey. She yeah. was awesome. She listens to MMR. Uh, she was telling me that when she uh, had hers, I guess, at her house, she cried when they were born. She's like, it's, it, it is like an emotional well, sure. experience. Life. Life. Oh, yeah. listen. Yeah. Punch through Wait, a shell. I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm already attached to them. Yeah, of course yeah. you are. Have oh. you written Wait, little names listen. on the eggs? Yeah. Oh, yes, Steve. Steve. That's yes, what she, that's what got have. this started. There oh, we go. No. Show me a picture of <laughs> eggs with names on them. Mind you, this is a this is a woman who had a cat that was named the brown one for <laughs> yeah, ages. The black and black now one, she's yeah. actually well, naming. So of course, Jason, eggs. Jimmy, Sunday was it Sunday? Sunday Barry, Josh, Mary. <laughs> You have yeah. names on Mary. So this is, um, Jace named all of these. Uh, and so we, when I brought them back, though, let me tell you about the attachment. Because, you know, you're used to picking up a normal egg in your refrigerator that right. you're you're going to cook. These eggs are, like, so much more dense. They're okay. heavy. They're yeah. warm. Like, okay. there's life inside of yes. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so this yeah. morning before I left, I was so excited. I went downstairs, and uh, I opened the incubator, and I have to turn them. Yeah. Uh, so I had, to, I had to rotate each egg. And I'm, like, so gentle with all of them. Jace, last night, Jace was like, can I hold one? I was like, um, I don't, I don't know. It would just put your hand out. Don't move. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to break it. Yeah, sit on all of these pillows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, we're going to yeah. put the eggs yeah. underneath you. But I mean, I was amazed. I, I, I didn't quite understand um, the, that it would feel that different mm-hmm. than, right. than a normal okay. egg. And you, it sure does. I I'm think sorry, Cassie, would get, you would get tired of it after cleaning the chicken coop one time. Oh, my neighbor, yeah, my neighbors, uh, they were my friends growing up. They all got uh, the Easter Bunny brought them all a chicken for Easter one year. So there was five chickens down there. We were all kids. We played with them. They had a great chicken coop. They, they fed them eggs for you know ever and ever and ever. But man, was oh, that yeah. they, chicken they coop smell was, terrible. Listen, yeah. my best friend lives on a farm. I know all yeah. about it, which is why I'm doing you're pro- this. You're prepared, and, I'm, and I'm, we're taking them back. However, <laughs> if you were now, I know people who actually case had that fear and have been able to maintain. 
uh, you know, mitigating the smell. And and they they're, they're on it. They they actively get involved, and it becomes like Jane Seymour. With Jane Jane Seymour had something like what she's like sixty chickens, Man, yeah, like an incredible like amount. And she yeah. was giving eggs to local uh, food shelters. Yeah, but there mm-hmm. is a tangible difference. I don't know if it's psychosomatic, if that's the relative term. But um, eggs this way, people say, taste markedly better. Um, yeah. So we we have neighbors that have uh, uh, chickens, and they bring us. So do you uh, notice that fresh eggs? No, they I wouldn't necessarily well they taste a little bit different. Um they're they're different when you crack them open, they're different in color. They're, the 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 yolk, as I say, yolk. Yeah. Uh the yolk is is darker. Um right, so right. it gives a little bit more rich flavor to okay. the egg, but um yeah, they're good. They're All really right. good, but you wouldn't sit there and go, "Mmm, wow." Holy hell. Really different. Ugh. Uh but Kathy, do you think that you will look at at eating eggs differently after this? Well, no, because, and I didn't know this, and uh, I may be stupid for not knowing this, but uh, the difference between a fertilized egg and uh, the eggs that we eat, I didn't realize uh, there was such a difference. So the chicken lays the egg, and there's, you know, it's it's just not um So it's not, it's not cup of dead baby. Right, like yeah. it's not like it, it would have been a baby and then I ate it. It right. just wasn't fertilized. So, right. no, I, I think I'll be okay with that. However, they do say that, the, so this process, it's very fragile. There's a booklet that came with it. I read it from uh, cover to cover yesterday to make sure I was doing all of this properly. But, there, I mean, there's little things that can happen in the incubator and during oh, the yeah. hatching process that will affect the chicks. So, like... I'm like I have to make sure that their little yeah. feet don't get caught in certain things, and uh, if, they, if they some of them might have deformities, and you have to give them a little bit extra time in the incubator. Like yeah, this is so. a classic element. We did this in I think we've all done it in elementary yeah. school. You do the classic egg in the incubator thing, and you 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 wait for the eggs to hatch, and it's one of the first things you learn about. In biology, and yeah. the first practical experiment I remember was that we didn't do it in one of my classes, but I know that there were classes that had that at school. They had incubators, and they would they would wait for these uh, chickens or birds to like to like hatch. in like in fourth grade, and then in fifth grade they brought in a a, a, a man and a woman, and they made love in front of us. <laughs> no, that this yeah. is how yeah. this yeah. is nature. And then we kept the uh, the woman in the, in the aquarium, right? Hey, uh, Kathy, do you still have cats in the house? I do, yes. So these, what do you do? Um, so fortunately, so this has been going on. They've This farm uh, started this uh, back in March. So uh, the temperatures have cooled a bit, and I actually have them set up on a table in my garage. The cats? No, no, no. The, <laughs> the chicks. So they're okay in the garage as long as it stays between 60 and 70 degrees in All the right, garage. So. I would like to do that. I think it'd be cool. We have dogs, and my, my dogs will eat anything that moves. Your dogs would eat the farmers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there's a Facebook page that they suggest that you go on to if you do this. Um, and there are a lot of people in the area that have done it and um, post on this Facebook page and post their experiences. I just uh, got an alert that somebody posted a picture. So, Press, they do um, chicks, and they do baby ducks as well. Nope. Ducks. There's a picture of all these ducks sitting around their dog in their living Let room. Let me ask you. Right, do you think... I'm so glad, Preston. What's cuter, baby ducks or baby baby chicks? Baby ducks are so cute. Baby Baby ducks ducks are so damn adorable. You know what? The funny thing is that people, like you talk to Sarah, um, the associate redhead, um, she says we have the perception of them as these antiseptic, you know, cold creatures that don't. But she says they really do bond with you. And Mm -hmm. she'll go into. They have personalities. They have personalities. And she said on that level, Preston, you talk about being reticent to eat eggs after this. That has really dissuaded her from oh. chicken. My friend Denise chicken. from college, she has a duck farm, and I didn't realize this until a couple of years ago, but, like, she straight up raises ducks, and I was like, well, what do you do with them? She's like, well, I eat them. <laughs> oh, my God. 
my God. Oh, really? Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. See, like, that'd be hard. Well, you can't then, name them. You can't name them and then eat them. You the can't eggs are already named, for Christ's sake. She's a goner. <laughs> well, apparently the ducks are a little bit more difficult than the chicks, which is why we started with the chick eggs. Um, Do you think you yes. might go all the way up to horses? I don't know. Well, listen, my, my friend who lives on a farm that I mentioned earlier, um, she said the first thing about like raising farm animal, animals is don't ever name them mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, yeah. that's the way you, that's the, the first step to getting attached to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times they are going off to become food. So yeah. ducks are hard, the eggs are harder, more difficult, there's more labor involved or more... Uh, yes, I, I think because you, you have a water element, right? Because yeah. obviously you have to, act, right? Or am I, am I, are you am I overseeing it? The eggs hatching, or are you talking about raising the animal? I think well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the, this process in them oh, the bringing them home, the incubation. Um, okay. Yeah, in, in hatching, I've heard mm. that they're a little bit more difficult, and I think they're a little messier. Yeah. Okay. Does uh, Jason Fayon have chickens? I don't, I don't remember. I do not know. Uh, he's a farmer type. Uh, let me go to Jen real quick. Jen, good morning. Jen, turn your radio down, please. All right, Jen. Sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, remember to turn your radio down if you do call in. There's a delay. I'm going to go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Good. Morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, real quick, just want to let you know, I've been listening to you guys since I was a sophomore in high school. I'm now almost 40 years old. Dear God. Dear God. <laughs> you are the best. Thanks, every man. morning, right. Hey, Thank so you. anyway, uh, same story. So I'm in first grade, and in, in the classroom, you know, we incubate the chickens. So, of course... I'm one of the ones that, that gets mom to sign the slip saying once they hatch, we can bring one home. Right. So of course, in first grade, thought that was the coolest thing ever. The damn thing ended up living until I was 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would happen. And that is the, uh-huh. that's the liability that we're talking about, Jeff. And I think Kathy, you know, once these start to hatch, if you're already falling in love with just the eggs... Oh, I, you may you may end up with a chicken or two. Well, and somebody posted on that Facebook page, and she was like, it, "My kids were crying when we dropped them back off." Yeah. yeah. Like, Jeff, <laughs> uh, what was your chicken's name? Well, well, uh, right in line with some of Kathy's names, its name was Brownie. Brownie, oh, love it. Okay, <laughs> named after it was born or while it was still an egg. Uh, great question. After it was born. Okay. After it was born. So, right. so, so. To, to clarify what you're saying, Thanks, Kathy, so, so the, the, the eggs that we get normally from the supermarket are not eggs that would have in the normal trajectory hatched into chickens. Cor- correct. She said if you see a chicken in a pen um, and there is no male in there with her, those eggs are not fertilized and they right. will not become chicks. All right. Probably the earliest memory that I have as a human being, uh, we had a baby duck. And his name was Quack Quack, Aww. which is a typical, you know, a baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think my sister gave the uh, the duck that name, but that is my earliest memory. Did of you adore it? Thing. Oh my God, yes! A baby. Yeah. I a duck. don't know whatever happened to it because it never yeah. it never grew up. I only knew it as Quack mm. Quack the baby duck. And I think he lived on a farm after he <laughs> yeah, yeah he probably did. Right? <laughs> he ran around with other yeah. dogs. Yeah. My neighbors had, we had a duck. dinner one night. We had yeah. poultry. Oh, These nuggets are great. Yeah. Was it a white duck? These nuggets are a little gamey. What are they? No, it had a it had a, it was a yellowish with some spots on it. So okay, that's that. I, as far as my memory serves, my neighbors had one duck. His name was Sam, and then something killed it. Of course, my cat got blamed for it, but uh, he had an alibi. But you had a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and then my neighbors who had the chickens down the street, dude, the raccoons like 
McCunes. Yeah. Those things just picked them apart one by one. Or oh, foxes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it that, might have been the foxes. Yeah. Well, uh, you every cartoon you've ever seen, but you you you. Mm-hmm. For example, my neighbor has an elevated chicken coop that you know that um, I guess protects against that. Right? Not to sidetrack for a moment because I'm going to go to these calls yeah. here, but my dad has a, a small garden in his backyard, and there had been raccoons coming out there, so he set up this humane trap. He would catch the raccoons, right. take them off somewhere else, and let them go. Uh, the other day, caught a skunk. Whoa! And then he goes, "I don't know what the hell to do." Right. Yeah. It's it's in this trap. I can't get near it. What what do I do? So he called his cousin, who is uh, raises horses, lives out on a farm, has a gun. Has, <laughs> yeah. No. So what he said you have to do is he said you got to take an old blanket. And you have to go out there with the blanket and wow. you throw it over the cage. And then you... set the blanket on fire. <laughs> set the blanket on fire. <laughs> no, my dad, thankfully, has a truck. And then you put it in the back of the truck. And, and he's like, well, then what do I do with it there? I got to, you know. Do you have I, someone I you don't have like? I still get it out of the cage. <laughs> yeah. He said, just bring it to me. We'll take care of it. Wow. Uh, but so There are services. There are humane services that will come. You know, Also, like in this area, if you happen, and you're not in this area. No, this but, is in Kentucky. You yeah, do it uh, yourself. Well, yes, you do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so they went out there with a blanket, and yeah. sure enough, it sprayed. Oh, boy. It got all over the blanket and covered it up, took it in the truck. and said that uh, within just a couple of days, the smell went away and everything, so it didn't you know, They're permeate cute. too long. People they are, are kind of cute. cute. Yeah. They, they, somebody brought in. Remember the, the yeah. girl who brought in the, the, the skunk? They yeah. are... If they've well, been properly, did she say that the spray gland had been removed yeah, on that? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. They were playing with fire. Yeah, we chased a skunk in college, thinking that was a cat. We chased a skunk. We're like, oh, Shut look at a cat. Right? It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's it's straight out of a movie. Yeah, she but walks. We were... She walks under the, the the black cat walks under the painted white fence, uh-huh. right? and she gets the strip down her back. We thought it was a cat. We were by the international house. It came out. We were drinking. Look at look at the cat, and we we. <laughs> Follow the cat, and then we turn. We realize that we. So it's like it's a skunk, and we all just took off. It was great. It's like it's that commercial for uh, Pearl Vision or whatever, where the woman's letting the uh, the cat the yes. raccoon into the house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go to Jen, who I think we tried to have on a little while ago. Jen, good morning. I went to her sinus, and that's devastating that I couldn't get through because I'm trying to figure out my car audio. Hey, Jen. Driving. <laughs> you see. Um, so I was a kindergarten teacher and we used to raise chickens and it was a Quaker school. So every day I would get in early. It was so cute. We had them since they were eggs. We named them all. I would come in early every morning and one morning I came in and Lucky didn't make it. So I had to come in. Kids came in. Lucky had a little bit. Yeah. So we had to have an explanation, but they were great. We had a meeting for worship about it, but they were chickens and they had been alive for like three days. But the kids, they were like, I remember one morning when I saw Lucky, and he just looked so happy. I felt the same way about Lucky, and I was like, this is devastating. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, of course it is. When you, yeah. Those are the early life lessons about life and yeah. about the end of life. Yeah. Hey, Jen, I got a question for you, because, you know, we all recall having chickens um, hatch in our classrooms. What do you do with them after they hatch? You keep them until we kept them for several weeks, and they get pretty tall and pretty big, and they do stink. And then and what? Then Bring them down to the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have chicken fingers. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Get them to our local farm. Okay. Yeah, so, local farms. All right. So, so like Thanks. this program that I'm doing, they go back to the farm, and uh, they don't euthanize them. They get um, sent out to different farms, right. and farmers will come and pick them up at this educational farm. Well, that's um, nice. I'm going to go to Kathy because she lived on a farm all her life, and the public apparently knows nothing about chickens. So let me go to her. Kathy, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Kath? 
I've done a farm my whole life. Still live on a farm. I still hatch all my own eggs, my own chickens, guineas, peacocks, ducks. And it's amazing to me. People don't realize that roosters do not lay eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You need a rooster to have a chick. Yep. They don't know that. Yep. It's, you just sit there with your mouth open. <laughs> they don't realize that a tiny little chick can't lay an egg. It has to be a hen. They don't know what a hen is. <laughs> you can't imagine the conversation that people, it's amazing to me. It's well, we, we live we live in a supermarket world, yeah. so we don't, that, that part of our education is, you know, <laughs> woefully lacking. Well, I will say, I did, I felt a little, I, I felt dumb when yeah. I said, well, so what are the eggs that we get when from does, the grocery store? Right? Right? You, know? you didn't know, I and asked. When she explained it, yeah. I was like, well, duh, you idiot. But yeah. like, I really, I didn't, I never knew. When do they become sharks? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kath, Kath, I got a couple of questions for you. When... When the rooster uh, fertilizes, first of all, what, what's the ratio of, of hens to roosters being born? That's another thing. You have to have, at a minimum, four or five hens per rooster. You have to. Okay. Or he'll beat everybody up. He'll beat everybody up anyway. But Right. So ro- roosters are very aggressive. Pardon me? Roosters are very aggressive. They're not aggressive. They can't. Horny. I mean, they most of our <laughs> most of our roosters are not nasty to people, but they're nasty to each other because they want as many women as they can possibly right, have. Right, and they're uh, like NBA players. <laughs> uh, at, at what age do you realize a chicken is a rooster or a hen? Uh, maybe two months or so. You'll start to see it's called their crown on top of their head, mm-hmm. and you'll start to see that they both develop differently, and his will start to get bigger and bigger than hers. And you can figure out pretty quickly that he's a boy and she's a girl. Plus, they get aggressive to each other at like six or eight weeks. Wow. So okay. Yeah. So they already. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And so they they oh, need yeah. to they need to have a harem though, right? They need to have a harem. A harem. A harem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's, that's why they call them cocks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting. Come back as a rooster. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to ducks for a minute. I'm going to go to Justin, who has some ducks. Hi, Justin, you're on the air. How's it going, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, what's up, bud? Uh, so, uh, friends of mine and myself, we all they have chickens and ducks, and, and I've noticed that ducks are easier to take care of. All you need is a simple Rubbermaid tote, a heat lamp, and a couple other accessories. You follow them on YouTube. My ducks and my dog get along great. I got three of them. Um, I just wanted to share the names of my ducks. Please. I named them Harold Kumar and Duck Norris. <laughs> Duck Norris. <laughs> Duck Norris. Uh, let me ask you, Justin, do you have, do you have like a pond on your uh, property, or what, what do you do for, for them for their natural yearning to be in water? Well, yeah, so you just buy those simple little uh, plastic blue pools yep. or, or like, little, and, you know, they're small enough, then they get light enough. You don't fill them to the brim, and you can just dump them out. You clean up, you know, their number two yeah. and uh, go about your business. But, All yeah, right. they, that's, I, that's it. I had, thank you for your call, Justin. I, I was going for a run a few months ago in my neighborhood, and I'm running by the house, and I'd see these, what I thought were duck sculptures or some type of thing out in the front yard. I'm like, wow, those things look real. They weren't moving at all. 
And as I was running by, I'm like, well, now they're moving. Those things are real. They had three of them Aww. on their front yard, unattended. Uh, they did. There was a blue plastic pool, like he said, out front. So small, it was for them. Small yeah. like kid, you know, a kiddie pool. And I guess they got pet ducks. I would love. I to don't know. I, I got ducks. the I, I got the pool because they can go into the water. They said about the 20, chicks. Yeah, twenty four okay. hours after they're born. Wow. Yeah, they have to stay. They actually stay in the incubator until they're fully dried. You can't take them out until like they're fluffy right. and you can start to. Well, see the minute. birth goes off. Water. They go in yeah. water. Yeah. Chickens. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do they go hiking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, let me see. A bunch of calls on this. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Danny. Hi, Danny. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, my man? So we got our first batch of chickens when I was probably in, like, seventh grade. And what ended up happening was a fox got in there. Ugh. And I think we had about seven of them, but it killed five. So two of the hens remain. So when we got a new batch of chicken, I always like to... Um, Imagine, like, the remaining hens were like, you youngins don't know what I've seen. Like, old yeah. war veterans with, like, PTSD. It was yeah. hell. With, yeah. with the new batch we got, um, one of them was a rooster, and we found out pretty quick, and it was real loud, and it was kind of, you know, aggressive towards the other one. So my brother was like, well, you know, I got to kill it. So he ended up killing it, and we ate the meat. It was really good. Okay. So the next day I'm playing basketball, and I smell something. I'm like, what is that smell? And I look over in our trash can. He just, like, crudely put all the remains and, like, the feathers <laughs> and the beak. And I was like, you oh. filled it out a little bit better. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you, Danny, as far as slaughtering and, and eating your own chicken. Um, because the ones you get at the grocery store, they fatten them up. They're, they're bred. They're glorious. For consumption. <laughs> yeah. They're gorgeous. And, and they're usually only just a few months old. And, and But they fatten them up real quick. It's part of the, the, the process of doing that. Big fat chickens. I guess um, unless they're like free range or something. Yeah. I don't really know the story behind that. But was there, was it a, a bit skinny? Was there not much meat on it? Was there a lot of meat on this uh, rooster that you killed? He got a pretty good amount of meat. It was a lot more tender what I noticed what it was. Is okay. that right? Yeah, it was huh. still, like, younger and leaner um, just off chicken feet. I know what you mean, the way they fatten them up to where they yeah. can't even move. Mm-hmm. That's when they taste the best, honestly. But, like, this was real tender. It was good. I just, I was like, man, you probably should have found a better way to dispose yeah. yeah, big fettled chicken ass <laughs> things. Danny. Oh, I had a question for him. Oh, go ahead. Hey, regular go ahead. Saturday uh, night thing. <laughs> Danny, real quick, how, how, do you oh, pr- yeah. how do you protect your chickens from foxes and, right, and whatnot? Right. Well, at this point, again, we're down to, like, two and this is from the second batch, and one of them doesn't even have a beak. It's really hard. But basically, the way that my put the put the reverb on and do that. <laughs> what is that? That's my beakless rooster. <laughs> You are twisted. <laughs> you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Get the pastoral music. Good morning music. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we could, please. So, Because yeah, I, I want to hear, you're on a farm, you a bed and breakfast out in the countryside. It's beautiful. No, wait, that's Harry Potter. Hang on a second. No, that's not. That's Days of Future Past. Uh, not Days of Future Past. You wake up, the, the sun is coming, and then you hear that majestic sound. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> uh, so how did Danny? How did your <laughs> how did your chicken end up without a beak? <laughs>
that I guess a fox got in there and just, you know, messed him up again, but it ripped the beak right oh, off. Oh, that's God. terrible. And you know something, I mean, oh. honestly, the fox is doing simply what the fox does. But, I mean, if you can, yeah. uh, uh, it, it, to anyone who is raising and thinking about raising chickens like this, that's something you want to explore to keep them protected. Yeah. It, just a quick bit, uh, bit of advice here, Danny. If someone's just starting and like at, at a, in a residential area and wants to raise chickens, what's a good number of chickens to sort of start with? I say like five. Five. Good number. All right. And what he tries to do is he digs um, the gate that the chickens are in. You dig it below the ground to prevent them from burrowing under. But (laughs) (laughs) by the way, real quick. I hope that when if Nick Murphy makes a Daily Rush video out of this, and it would be a tall order, but an animated beakless rooster <laughs> to, to go along with Steve doing the. Cut. <laughs> okay, all right. Are we done with Danny? Or uh, yes, any other questions for Danny? Yes. No. All right, Danny. Well, I forget how he said he protected the chickens. <laughs> oh, how do you protect the chickens, Danny? Oh, like I said, yeah, you just you dig the gate down uh, below the ground so they can't burrow in. But... Okay. And you leave All a right. clock in the hen house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's how you use it. you got to slide the rack back. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. That's what I was wondering about the ducks in, in my neighborhood because we there are foxes all over the place. So you, you, you see them and hear them regularly, yeah. and that's just that's open season, I would think. Well, in our area, I, I've, I told you I've seen a, a coyote twice. Um, and, uh, you know, the size of a, of a, a, almost the equal size of my 50, 55 pound dog. Mm. Uh, so if you're keeping stuff like that, but my neighbor, as I said before, does have an elevated chicken coop that's clearly designed to foil these things. And he seems to do well with them. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, the reason we're talking about this is Kathy's raising chickens. (laughs) She has the eggs in an incubator. They're all named. They have their names written on them. Yep. One, one of them, what was the funny name of one of them? Like um, Angel something or the other? By the way, as oh. you pointed out, Preston, she had a cat and never gave it a name. These <laughs> eggs no, have names. names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think that was like my family. That's how I was raised. I'm, I'm a little different. Okay. Uh, here, yeah, so here, I'll go through the names real quick. Then we got a break. Uh, Alice Angel, Bendy, Tom, Jorge, Bendy. Mary, Josh, Lucy, Sunflower, Cream, Jerry Berry, Sunday, and Timmy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Timmy, we noticed on his uh, on the egg, there is like a slight crack. So we don't know what that means, but <laughs> that's what it means. Well, last no night, last night, she said he goes. I hope Timmy makes it through the night. Oh, <laughs> well. Before we get to break, real quick, uh, the sunrise is incredible. All that, all the haze from out west and the fires has gotten here, and so a lot of people were texting in. The sunset last night was amazing. If you haven't uh, had a chance, look at the sunrise right now. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that in a little bit. We're going to take a break and come back in a second, and uh, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. So make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Waiting for our friends from uh, Fox 29 to check in, and that'll be in about mm, five seconds or so. Mm-hmm. so we'll some music, and we'll see what's going on with Mike and Alex. And there it is. Hey, Preston and Steve, we, uh, we found this list of the worst places to flirt. Oh. Um, are you ready? We were yes. just talking about flirting we yesterday. Were. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, we did a whole thing on flirting yesterday. Yeah, we did. A whole tutorial. I'll bet you yeah. did. But we saw your, your 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 flirting game, Alex. It's quite substantial. <laughs> was, oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. your, your mask flirt is perfect. Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's yeah. all about I'm working eyes. on it. it well, is. I'll just go through them real fast, and then you give me yours. Uh, workplace, 
if you're on a date with somebody else, you shouldn't be flirting with somebody across the table, whatever. Your wife's wake. Conference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, therapy session. I've done that. I've flirted with my therapist. Have you? you that's oh that's God, a that's big awful. no-no. <laughs> well, I know. But yeah. She's so now, sexy. Was she yeah. still your therapist after this? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in line at a bathroom. I think we've all done that. Uh, job interviews, funerals, you know, at the funerals? gym. people is get that annoyed. okay? But here's number one. Hospital waiting room is an inappropriate place okay. to do that. You don't know I, who's there for gonorrhea treatment and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. right? Oh my God. I mean, you don't want to have to say, hey, I like you, but what are you here for? But if you have gonorrhea... <laughs> Then you it's might, fine. You might be Absolutely. Perfect person. Guess what I have? Yeah. It's so the icebreaker. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, look at the boil on my butt. <laughs> look oh, at that. Oh, my God. Top that. Yeah. How about this, though? How about in, like, rehab or, you know? Well, they like say never do allowed, that. Yeah. 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 Isn't that not allowed? That's, it's I, it's I like know. flirting with your therapist, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that. I don't think you, you start flirting at an HR seminar on <laughs> office misconduct. <laughs> yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I do have to admit, and this happened at Lackanaw Emergency Room. I was there visiting a friend who had had an accident, and she was right. fine. Okay. She was fine. And a Philadelphia police officer came in with somebody in handcuffs, but had, I think the person had been, I don't know, injured somehow, right. but needed to be arrested. And so this is a very attractive police officer. <laughs> so we went out for no, a while. You were really? you asked? Her out while she had someone in handcuffs? I asked if I could have her number. What? I'm proud of you. You're a dog. That's awesome. You're a dog. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. That's pretty fine. Yeah, Yeah, but he's still sitting there looking at you in handcuffs. I wasn't looking at him. He He was flat on a gurney. Hey, were well, you leaning on his, on his body on the gurney? Yeah. yeah. Like, so let me in. Let me ask. Over the guy's body. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. was fine. Sure. What, did you, like, like, take her aside, or did you just ask in front of everyone? <laughs> no, it wasn't over, like, over his body. He was fine. He wasn't. He was alive and he was talking and everything else. He was yeah. alive. Hey, when, yeah. you're, when you're done hitting on her, can you process me? That is alive, Mike. That's... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's alive. No, they took him back into the emergency room. And then she came out. Sure. And I was in the waiting room. And right. so on the way to the squad car. We Let me ask you, Alex, anyway. how, many, how many times does Mike hit on the director of the show you're currently on right now? <laughs> it's more like the guests. Oh, the guests. Okay. So By the way, I love story with the line on the way to the squad car. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty classic, well, man. And then the oh, defibrillator yeah, so they, came out. If they were to get married, you could just put the cans in the back of the police car. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's beautiful. Just incarcerated. <laughs> we're off topic. Yes, we are. It's topping season. But that's because of your depraved life. Well, that's true. Yeah. Preston, what's the, the most inappropriate place you've ever flirted? Do you, anything come to mind? Um, man, that is a good question. I, I want to say that I'm, I, no, I, I, maybe at a funeral. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I've tried to, I try to keep my surroundings in mind. Because it, it just looks too creepy if you yeah. if, if you pick the wrong spot. But none of the spots that you mentioned, though, seemed like okay, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on, on some level. But, I, yeah. I I've ended. I married a, a, a co-worker, yeah, so I was flirting at work. Yeah. yeah. Now I've oh. definitely I've definitely done that. I've definitely yeah. you know, messed Office around, romance? dipped in the company ink. Yes, as they say. As but, they say. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Did you have to go to HR, like report it to your supervisor? This is before HR. This is when there was there was actually a department that encouraged you to date your coworkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It was called the Go For It Department. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild back in the day. Yeah. In television. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen Mad Men. <laughs> oh, you have you? <laughs> yeah, drinking scotch, smoking on the air. Mm -hmm. You know. Hitting on, and on cops. Radio people are even Hitting on cops. Hitting on cops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, if you do that with firefighters, I like to see that <laughs> as, as they're climbing up the ladder to a burning building. Hey! <laughs> are you busy? <laughs> Boy, look at that. <laughs> you are hot! <laughs> it's a play on words because the building's on fire. Call <laughs> 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 me. See, see you guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Wow. He okay. brought that on himself. Therapist, <laughs> police officer with a perp yeah. at the hospital. Oh Mike wins. Yeah, Mike he wins. He, sure yeah, he really didn't even need to ask you at that point. No. No. He had more. <laughs> I think he was trying to he was. deflect you. All right. I, wonder, I wonder if he's ever hit it like a, a, a nuns during a mass. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, You're yeah. a hard habit to break. You get it, sister? Yeah. God. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we do the czar file, I missed this yesterday. A diehard fan of the Preston and Steve show sent me this email and wanted a shart out in celebration of his 30th wedding anniversary. Oh. It was yesterday. Is our friend Bob Havens. Hey. Oh, yeah. Regular at the yeah. Cardboard Classic. Comes on to all kinds of events. And he wanted a shart out to Susan Havens. He said, we always found a way to make each other smile that uh, helped to uh, get us here. She stood by my side always and even let me build our sleds in the dining room. <laughs> Love you, Suze. And he says, thanks, Preston. And then he wrote, he sent me pictures of their wedding day. And so her, while they were feeding each other cake, her brother came up behind her and smashed her face into the cake. And he says, I still get blamed for this. I had no clue her brother was going to do it. And Aww. she was mad. And yeah. so here's a picture of them. Oh, I oh did see. God. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, right. so to um, our buddy Bob and Susan, Bob! congratulations and happy anniversary. We just start out for you guys. All right, let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. All right, let's get to these stories. We're going to start with this act of vandalism, man. It's pretty intense, too. The cable of the Sea to Sky Gondola, which is near Squamish, British Columbia, has been deliberately cut in the middle of the night for the second year in a row. This thing's huge, what, by the way. So you'd have to use, like, a blowtorch. I don't know. Yes, yeah, something. Uh, it left the, the tourist attraction in shambles and the staff completely bewildered. The thick... Downhill cable of the gondola was severed overnight, sending dozens of cars crashing into the mountain. Manager Kirby Brown said his phone started ringing off the hook with the uh, with the news before dawn. He said this event mirrors last year's event in a very eerie fashion. We're all stunned and shocked. Me, this is somebody sabotaging our business. Depending on where the line snapped, the metal cabins could have fallen up to three hundred meters before feet. slamming into the mountainside. That so, is way up there, man. Is there, in fact, a rival business that they're investigating? Or if so, it, it isn't indicated All in right. this story. Brown said crews haven't been able to fully assess the damage because smoke from the uh, U.S. wildfires means that helicopters can't fly into the area. Only six of the thirty-nine cars were safely. In the stations at either end of the gondola overnight, but the rest are destroyed. 
I think if you had it done once, you'd have some sort of security camera system set up, wouldn't you? They did. The company beefed up its surveillance system after the 2019 incident, adding more cameras along the line and an automatic motion detection security system Still that nothing. is monitored 24-7 by a third party. Wow. That the person who cut the cable Sunday triggered the automatic alarm system around 4 a.m. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police were instantly called. The line is made of six steel cables that are intertwined Pulled tight enough to support the weight of the <clears throat> two-kilometer-long gondola. That's how long the line is. Yeah. Officials have said the snapping cable could easily kill somebody if it hit a person. Uh, no one was hurt as a result of the vandalism. How many How many gondolas came down, did you say? <clears throat> there was like 39 of them, I think. Jesus! Yeah. That's unbelievable! Yeah, they can ruin the business. Uh, please have not announced any rest in either case. Wow. Uh, a Massachusetts man who was taking a nap near his pool was startled awake by an unusual alarm clock. <laughs> it was a bear. Whoa. It, there's video of it. It's it's hilarious and scary at the same Dawn time. Bet shared the video of the moment. It was caught on the family's ring camera. She said, Matt was a little startled yesterday while taking a rest by the pool. She wrote, adding a bear emoji online. Uh, Bet, her husband, said her husband was uh, sleeping by their pool when the bear wandered into the area through an open gate. In the video, the bear can seen, uh, be seen ambling up to her husband's foot and giving it a little nudge. I thought he was licking his foot or so something. So did I, yeah. But he was nudged his foot with his paw. Hey. <laughs> it woke the guy up. Thankfully, he didn't, like, freak out. No, but the bear did. Yes, the bear uh, got startled and then ran yeah. away. Uh, but he said, uh, his wife said he wasn't sure how he should react, but he knew he couldn't get up that fast. And uh, she said at least he had another chair and table between them if needed. Luckily, it went running out soon after the encounter. That is hilarious. So cute, though. They, <laughs> they are, Casey. It's the constant conundrum. They could rip you to shreds, but they're adorable. Uh, let's see. Here's another story of a ring camera. After a sheriff's office helicopter pilot in flight was alerted by his home's ring camera about suspects breaking into cars in his neighborhood... He led deputies right to oh, them. In his I <laughs> Three juveniles, 14, 15, and 16, fled from deputies and ran after the tires of their escape vehicle were flattened after they uh, were caught shortly, and they were caught, caught shortly after. Uh, the juveniles are also suspects in a series of car break-ins. The sheriff's office helicopter pilot was in the air around 2 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, man. When he got an alert from his ring camera. The video showed two suspects checking handles on vehicles while an SUV followed them through the neighborhood. The pilot notified deputies and then located the suspect vehicle from the sky. And when deputies attempted a traffic stop, the vehicle fled. After deputies successfully deployed stop sticks, flattening the vehicle's tires, it slowed down. Suspects jumped out while it was still rolling. The three juveniles were caught. Deputies learned that the gray Acura RDX, the getaway vehicles, reported stolen. Inside the vehicles, deputies found several wallets, a ski mask, and a window breaching tool as well. So on my Xfinity security system, and I have it facing off to the side of the road, Preston, I think I showed you guys some footage of guys pulling up, parking on our road, getting out, and they, they just walk along and they try every car door. Yeah. Because people still leave their car doors unlocked. Yep. yep, yep. In my neighborhood, they throw cheese at your car. Cheese at your car. Mm-hmm. A 20-year-old Florida amusement park worker plummeted to his death Monday while performing a routine safety check on what's billed as the world's largest swing ride. Uh, Jacob David Kaminsky was about halfway up the 450-foot Starflyer ride at Icon Park in Orlando, and he fell to the bottom platform. It's horrible. What was it, like just a ladder 
apparatus? Or? Uh, I don't know what yeah. he was on, Steve, but I assume he had something that you can climb up that thing right. with. So he was uh, rushed to the hospital and was pronounced dead. Uh, they closed the ride, obviously. All right, uh, one more story. It involves a, uh, a theme park as well, uh, but not as bad. Uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, theme parks across the world are rethinking how they're doing Halloween this year. The Laganesia theme park, or Lagunesia theme park in Japan has created a unique Halloween experience this year and has installed a haunted toilet. Haunted toilets. Yes. The attraction is part of the park's Corona Horror Fest 2020 and features several socially distanced attractions. The haunted toilet is based on the story of Hanako-san, a Japanese folk legend about the ghost of a dead girl who haunted bathrooms, usually in schools. Isn't there a ghost in the Harry Potter? uh, Yes. Yeah, that lives in the bathroom. Morning Myrtle. What is it? Moaning Myrtle. Moaning yeah. Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, guests will enter the bathroom one at a time, and the bathroom will be cleaned and disinfected between guests. So I don't know what all happens in the haunted toilet, but the poop comes up. I guess so. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. All right, let's take a break. Don't forget, we're going to have the Super Nanny on in about an hour from now. That is uh, Joe Frost. She'll be joining us in a little bit. We'll be back in a sec. Stay put. Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, a um, couple of shout-outs if you don't mind. Uh, this is from uh, Pauline uh, Venicolo. And she says, hey, long-time listener, first-time writer, and I'm going to listen to you guys since Y100 introduced my son to you when he was in middle school. He's been hooked ever since. So a year ago, uh, went to follow his career path as a music teacher, which took him to California. So we packed him up, one car, one cat, four adults, and a U-Haul traveled three days to get him uh, set up in his new home. We parents are so proud of his accomplishments, and he listens to the podcast, so he does not miss a beat of happenings in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Uh, besides being his mom and dad's 30th anniversary, September 15th, please give Jonathan a big shout-out with love from his mom and dad. You guys are the best. So here's a quick shout-out. Um, this is... Oh, this was a quick correction. Oh. Um, it's no big deal, but I just thought it was interesting that uh, in the Bizarre File, I talked about something that occurred in Bexar County, Texas. Right. Um, it says, I'm assuming that was in Texas, but the correct pronunci- pronunciation of Bexar is beer. Beer? No, no, bear. Bear. Bear? B-E-A-R, yeah. When you had that story in the B-File, I saw people texting the correct pronunciation is bear, but I had no idea what they were referencing. Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm not familiar with that, but B-E-X-A-R is pronounced bear. Uh, Interesting. In Texas for some reason. We try to be as accurate as possible here, so that's great. Yeah, Uh, thank you very much. Uh, That's uh, from Jeff Minnick. You ever account, uh, encounter words like that that absolutely have no relation? There's, there's no... Yeah. There's no reason even, why that should be right. pronounced, that, pronounced that way. And there pronounced has to be... Pro- yeah. <laughs> why do you pronounce it that way? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there are words that have uh-huh. interesting spellings or have taken on a, a, a weird pronunciation. And you assume that there's a story to warrant that pronunciation because yeah. there's no... There's no there's no words on it. Yeah. No, there's no correlation between the letters. I mean, you know, obviously, phone and the, the phonetics can change from 
in different situations, but that's not even close. There was a road in St. Louis. It was spelled S-P-O-E-D-E, I think. Um, Spode. Right. No, it's pronounced Spady. Hmm. Ah, where'd you get it? Yeah, come oh, no. on. Who, who decided we're going to call this Spady? I have no idea. You're just being difficult at that point. Yeah. Uh, yes. San Antonio. Here's here's a uh, Wikipedia article. San Antonio is in Bexar County, but it's pronounced Bear, not Bexar. You'll have the locals laughing at you if you say Mexia instead of Mahaya. What does that mean? I have no it's idea. It's just another... Okay. Something so, else in so that account. Bear County comes from a Mexican word, San Antonio de Bear, and uh, it used to be spelled B E J A R. And somehow along the way, it, it, it there got an uh, an X in there, uh, but it's always been pronounced Bear because it's in a Mexican a Mexican word, Mexican okay. derivation. All right, well, there you go. Stupid. All right, thanks for the correction. And then one last uh, shout out says, uh, "Hey, Presbo, would like to get a shout out uh, for my amazing fiance, uh, Joel Matusov." On or around October 9th. So yeah, nailed it. I was going to yeah. lose this, so I'm yeah, doing it yeah. now. Uh, we both listen to the show religiously and constantly quote it. Thank you guys for being the best entertainment around. My dad and I have been listening to MMR since you guys have been here. Thank you, Laura uh, Gramiak. So here you go. Shard out. All right. And then I have a shard out, if you don't mind. Uh, this goes out to Brian Sokolowski, and Brian celebrated a birthday on Saturday. And he said uh, that he would love it if we could squeeze out a juicy Tom Jones shard out for him sometime he has for Tuesday, it's Wednesday, but it's uh, for his birthday, which happened over the weekend. He realized that, and he actually made this request a month ago. I said, can you please remind me? All right, and we'll get did, doing a full one then, and right? here we go. All right. Yeah! <laughs> Hope you appreciate that. Hey, so yesterday, uh, my daughter and I were uh, heading out in the car to run an errand, and as we went outside, I didn't even think about it, but I, I look up in the sky, I saw the sun, it was around, I don't know, 6.30 or something like that, and had a it had a noticeable different appearance to it, yet I had heard, oh! yeah, it was oh! <laughs> double rainbow, oh! but um, it was so odd looking. And and I was like, Caroline, you know, I go, take take a quick look at the right. sign. And I said, do you know what? I said, what do you think about that? She's like, wow, it looks different. I said, yeah, it's because of the wildflower, fl- wildflowers, wildfires out west. She had, she just couldn't believe it. Yeah. That the she, smoke went that far? That, that from that far away, yeah. that it is having that kind of an effect. It tweaked her melon a little bit. Uh, and as we went and ran our errands, and then on the way back, it was much later, and the sun was much closer to the horizon, so it got even more dramatic. And, you know, clearly you wouldn't have been able to look at it n- under normal circumstances. Right. But you could stare right at it for a moment. And it was so wild looking, had this pinkish hue to it. It is. It it's is amazing. It's hard to believe. Yeah. And it's, it's in, in cases where there have been volcanic eruptions around the world, a lot of times though, there's horrific results from those volcanic eruptions you will be treated to spectacular sunsets yeah. and sunrises as mm-hmm. the as the debris goes into the air after i press i told you i saw this special on the krakatoa volcanic explosion for ye- like years afterwards the sunsets were spectacular because yeah. of all the debris that shot up in the yeah. air i had no idea i was driving and this was on monday night i was driving with my mom and i actually took a picture of it as well uh, i was like i i didn't know and i felt like an idiot I didn't know if I was looking at the sun or the moon because wow. I could because sure. I could look directly at it, 
but it was so it was still really bright in the sky. But, That's what I, all the meteorologists are posting. Is it yeah. the sun or is it the yeah, moon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty stunning. Well, and, stare, at it, stare at it for a half hour. <laughs> and and the fact that that it, it's it kind of messes with my head too. I'm like that is. You know that's that's a five hour flight away from here. Yeah. All right, so here's here's a mind blower uh, on that very same special. Okay, so when Krakatoa exploded, I think it was 1883, uh, when it had the big detonation. I was telling you this off air, Preston. Uh, the sound was was hearable at its near full volume, three thousand miles away. What? Meaning that if the an explosion occurred in San Francisco. In New York, they would have heard it at almost the same volume. Wow. That's wild. That's incredible. I mean, that's astonishing. They said that that sailors on boats 10 to 20 miles away were rendered deaf as their eardrums blew out. Wow. wow. I can't believe I didn't realize it was because of the haze. Although, and you know, it's thousands and thousands and you know miles away, so I didn't... Sure. When I, when I, I was looking that. in the sky, I could see clouds. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so it's... Whatever I'm looking at is not behind clouds. Oh, it's a it's a oh, it's a clear sky. Yeah. It looks weird right now. I mean, yeah. I, I just looked it out does. the window. And, and there is a weird tint. It's, it's not the tint on the windows either. Sure? It's, it's the actual sun that I'm looking th- that you're looking at. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wonder how long it's going to last. Because yeah. purple rainbow. Oh my god, it's going to uh, last a while. I would but, imagine. And it also just shows how impactful and how many fires are out there right now. How bad yeah. this fire season is because it, it's that much smoke traveling across the country. And then Marissa just sent us an email. It's affecting sunsets and sunrises in the UK as well. So it's what? now crossing no. the Atlantic. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah, we don't. It just shows how air currents work, you know? Yeah, and yeah. As big as the world is yep. and as big as, you know, you believe it is, you know, they talk about that, that eventually there's going to be, they believe, a cataclysmic landslide. I forget what country it's in or if it, where it is in Europe, but they believe that landslide will eventually occur and when that landslide occurs, it will flood out Manhattan. Yeah, the Azores, it's, maybe? Is that what you... It's possible. There's a volcano in the yeah. Azores and then the Canary Islands or whatever. And Yeah, Steve, I read about that as well. And it, listen, the Earth is four and a half billion years old, yeah. right? And so at some point... As happens. Yeah, and, and your wife was just out in Yellowstone. That's sitting on top of a cauldron. At some point, and it happened uh, uh, 600,000 years ago, and it happened 600,000 years before that. Right. But it it's... It just shows how massive the amount of time is because yeah. it could happen next week. Right. It won't. Or in another. In another thousand yeah. years, which for Earth is nothing. But for us, it's a thousand years. I think I, I don't know if I said this on the air the other day, but um, um, oh, uh, physicist. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson had, had uh, tweeted that. Uh, he said, you know, in, in four billion years, the uh, Andromeda galaxy is going to collide with the Milky Way or something along those yeah. lines. He said, but don't worry, the sun will absorb the Earth well before that happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're fine. Yeah, so we're okay. Oh, man. Um, interesting. So, but next few days, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's it's pretty compelling to take a look at. Hey, this is uh, some good news outside of all that. Amazon has announced a career day today, and they're hiring 33,000 new employees with an average compensation package worth $150,000. That's awesome, Yes, yeah, so, obviously. Yeah, everybody's looking for a job. You might well, uh, be able to find some employment for now, depending on where you are. Co- does uh, Kevin Reardon, our, our, uh, doesn't he work for Amazon? Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lockdown? Yeah, that's, yeah, lockdown, lockdown, yeah, that's yeah. his regular Saturday night thing. No, yeah, it's, it's his regular his, Saturday night thing. <laughs> that's his... Um, uh, his co- I don't want to call it. It's his career. That's, yeah, that's how he pays his mortgage, and but then he's doing yeah, like, like IT yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Amazon currently has thirty-two thousand jo- uh, job openings for corporate and tech roles, 
and says it will share thousands of additional hourly roles in Amazon's operations network soon. I like those Hawaiian roles. All of the uh, new employees, yeah, the, those are really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, all the new employees for these roles will be paid at least a minimum wage of $15 per hour with up to 20 weeks of uh, uh, parental leave. Yeah, if you work for Petrucci's, do you get those roles? <laughs> Those are Probably. good rolls. Those yeah. are good. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. what those Bertucci's, are. Yeah, You've like, never had the Bertucci's no. rolls? Oh, good, oh, my God. Good crust on them, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Solid okay. And if you get the kids' meal, they get to make their own. That's right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wow. How? They need to be heated, though. They used to. Pri- uh, prior pressing to this uh, this <laughs> hiring ex- uh, thing that's going to happen with Amazon, how many employees did they have? Because I had heard something about Amazon and Jeff Bezos um, over something along the lines of... Pr- with the money that he's made since the pandemic started. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey, the pictures of the Bertucci's rolls are up on the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are really good. But go ahead. Done, done. Um, with the money that, that Bezos has made from since the pandemic started, yes. he, he could actually afford to pay each employee a like $100,000 bonus and still have the same amount of money he had before the Well, that's the so, reasoning for, for this hiring. And they're saying that all of the online sales, that's why they need help in the IT department. Yeah. It's and, exploded. Yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Kathy, here's another Jeff Bezos fact. When he got divorced and split his money. Right. Uh, so from that time, which was, what, a year ago? Yeah. How, how long ago that he got divorced and was finalized? He has, that money has been totally recouped. And, by the way, his wife became the richest woman in the world once <laughs> she got his settlement. Oh, yep. Just by getting divorced. That's what I read. She became the richest woman in the <sighs> world just by getting divorced. I want uh, to be the, the richest woman in the world by be. just getting divorced. <laughs> I will take it. I'll say this now. I'll take it in every. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. Every you know what? Yeah. yeah. To be the richest yeah. woman in and the world. And even if it's a tight fit. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be a tight fit. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, you're, so... you're sick. <laughs> sick bastard. We're just opening up our holes. We're not. All right. By the way, she got $38 billion. $38 billion. That's what the B. I'll yeah. take a billion. A B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a billion. Oh, yeah. That's it's right. like a billion. Yeah. I'll take it in every hole. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. I've made some rough decisions up here on Mount Kennedy. <laughs> still there. That's from yesterday's music news. That's right. I've decided to take it in every orifice. If I can be in a, a, a divorcee with $38 billion. Yeah. You're better than that. You're richer than that. Yeah, so... Anyway, by uh, the way, it made her the third richest woman. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't I know. <laughs> I was trying to see who was before her. Um, okay. but Courtney Stodden. Not Courtney Where's Stodden. The- <laughs> Queen Oprah. was up there at one point. Who's the, richest Oprah. Woman? Who's the richest woman in the world? Does it have a list? No. The Queen, J.K. Okay. Rowling. Yeah, J.K. was up there. Yeah. And she's taking some heat again lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like Listen, this is a, a probably stupid question, but you know we talk about Jeff Bezos' worth, right? And yeah. He can't go to the bank account, bank account and, and withdraw $200 billion. <laughs> He doesn't. He has a lot of that money in right stocks assets. and, and, and yeah. assets, but ownerships. How yeah. much money do you think he like? How much money could he go jump into yeah. a pile of liquid? Yeah. Sub- substantial, substantial. Oh, yeah. Because I think there's also uh, again that's that's the that's the funny thing when you talk about uh, uh, you know levels of wealth like that. No one, you know, you, you don't have it in your mattress. Yeah, right. I mean, can you do the Scrooge McDuck jump in a, a I'm vat of money? Sh- yes, absolutely. Because, I tell you what, if you've ever taken a look, I remember seeing one time there was a, uh, just to explain how much a billion is. A billion. A billion. <laughs> um, <laughs> today's TED Talk, I explain how much a billion is. It, it, it showed a demonstration of what physically 
that much cash looks like in $100 bills. And it showed, you know, $1,000, $10,000, a $1 million, and $100 million, and then it goes to a billion. The The difference between millions and billions is it's obscene yeah. how much a billion is. Yeah. And then it's multiple billions. Yes, multiple, hundreds of billions, yeah, right? Yeah. dragon lives in the hobbit. Right. That's a What's big that? treasure chest. Smaug. Oh. Smaug. Smaug. Desolation of Smaug. I can't yeah. believe you made a Smaug reference. Yeah, it's got a big cave of gold in it all over the place. Mm. It's just below Mount Kennedy. <laughs> yes. Where I've been living for the past year. Is there bil- billions in there? Billions. Yeah. Go ahead, Kennedy. Uh, the richest woman is uh, Walmart heir Alice Walton. Ah. Okay. And then second is uh, Lori- somebody in the uh, L'Oreal camp. How Good much, question. How much oh. do they have? I'm sorry. Yeah, please. Uh, Walmart lady Alice Walton is $54.4 billion. Oh, uh, This uh, woman from L'Oreal is 48.9. And then, uh, oh, number three is... This- okay, so this is 2020. So I guess maybe um, Bezos is in number four. Okay. okay, so right. we're not to the full end of 2020, obviously, We yeah. though we desperately want to get to the end of 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, we're looking at this illustration of the of a million dollars in, in $100 bills. That's very small. That's like not even like a suitcase. Uh, look, If you look at the top right uh, of the photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it shows $100 million, then a billion, and then a trillion. It's <laughs> like a trillion. It's like a trillion. It's like, it looks like the size of What's a, that on the roof I hear? A football field. Or even uh, bigger than that. Wow. Okay. And then also, I, I need to see, like, a realistic... Like, if Scrooge McDuck actually dove into that gold, he would break his neck, right? I yeah. Mean, he dives uh, it, into it like it's, it's liquid. It's hard coins. Right. Yeah, he, he jumps into it. It's almost like they're not even trying to be real. Yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, come on. We should um, go over this whole list at some point. It's very interesting. You want to do it now? Uh, no, we don't have to. Okay. But right, right. I'm just she's, saying she's got it, chickens on the Forbes mind. usually they they annually announce those. So when yeah. the, when the new yeah. list comes out, I'm sure we'll dive into. It. But let's talk about another high profile person, uh, Pope Francis. Yes. Um, if you can't get enough of your cardinal sins, you are preaching to the choir, says Pope Francis in an interview with Italian writer Carlo Petrini. Uh, His Holiness referred to sex and food, among other delights, as gift from gifts from God. Uh, furthermore, to enjoy them is not sinful, as overzealous church leaders have taught in the past, he said. Uh, pleasure arrives directly from God, he said. It's neither Catholic nor Christian nor anything else. It's simply divine. The pleasure of eating and sexual pleasure come from God. So have they extracted... Um, I don't know where they stand on this. Now, Casey, it. perhaps you could... Uh, the pursuit of sex for simply pleasure and outside the realm of procreation it's fine okay yeah it is? but just yeah um, what in the in the catholic church yeah no it's... they still teach that it's it's N- to no. procreate no 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 what there so, uh, what between, about Blumkin? between a married man and woman as far as a catholic in the eyes of the catholic church sex is fine yes. as long as you're not using contraception all right as long as you're you know, so it's sex just so simply that, for pleasure right. yeah so Without without the intent of, of procreation. What about condoms? Are you allowed to use condoms? Uh, no. So you're not allowed to use contraception. I mean, what about, that, uh, any kind. You have to any use. Kind. It's like a uh, natural you, planning, you, right? Yeah, so, that's what it's called. And yeah. they take the the woman yeah, the takes the tension, right? the temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that called the rhythm? The rhythm. Method? Yeah. 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 Why well, yeah, vasectomy? Yeah, no, you can't get vasectomy. No. Wow. But in the church, Casey's right. That's what it's called. All right. 
Yeah. Okay. So I was just I'm, curious because I know that they're, they're, they're. I remember when I, the, the, the church has gotten more progressive in a lot of ways. I was just curious yeah. where they stood right now. When I went through pre Cana and, you know, it, it, which is, you know, basically marriage classes yeah. before you get married. Which and, I rocked, by the way. And there. Yes, yeah, so did I. I. I couldn't believe how into it I was. I couldn't I was, believe. Because when I was going, I was like, oh my God. You know, I had, and you had to go like. You know, a couple of Saturdays or whatever before, we went, you know. We went one afternoon. Yeah, we did it two. And and, and, and the, the I, I guess, because both my, my wife's uh, uncles were priests, and yeah. I guess they put the word in, but they they were asking me to, like, yeah. you should, I mean, you know, to be a deacon. I'm like, you and don't you, want that. You sit there with, with other actual married couples who, who have been through it. So, you know, a couple that's been married for 10 years, yeah. 20 years, or whatever. And, and you know. They've been married for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, at the, he's sitting there in the group. You, had, you were never married, Rambo. I was, but I lost her on Mount Washington, <laughs> right next to Mount Kennedy. Right. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the presidential mountain right. range. Over there's yeah. Mount McKinley. Yeah. But they did obviously sex did come up, and as far as you know, sex for pleasure and yeah. and, and it being fun, and so you know they talked about it and. Um, Money for nothing and chicks for free. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was interesting because the one uh, the wife was basically saying. Um, uh, to not deny your husband of his advances, right? right. So she basically wow. said, you know, even if, and I, I was like blown away because I, I like knew these people. I was like, that's, that's, if, a, that's if, a lot of information. Yeah, uh, but essentially, here, she, let's show you. She had even. Uh, I have a problem with that. Well, I, I know. Listen, okay. I, I agree with you. Okay. Um, and it was weird, but she had even said when that, that has been said, case, and I've heard that said, and, and a lot of times it's to simply say sometimes if you're if you're you don't get assaulted, but no, you, you no, try no, no. to be there for each other physically. You have you have you have to let right. me finish. She yeah. wasn't basically saying spread him whenever he wants, but um, she said you know if he ad- advances and you're not in the mood that you should at least um, try to make it some sort of concession. I don't want to do this right now. Can we do it tomorrow? Yeah. You know, something along those lines. Can we go to Floral and Hardy? <laughs> Can we go to Floral and Hardy? I want to do some succulents. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, I want to do succulents too. That's why I'm advancing right now. But yeah. um, she basically said, even if you don't want to do it right now, um, maybe we can do this uh, later on. All right. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, anyway, back to this. Yeah, uh, anywho. Uh, Francis had said, Francis, uh, referring to the church's past condemnation for life's a gustatory as Francis. sexual pleasures as overzealous morality, a wrong interpretation of the Christian message. He said the pleasure of eating is there to keep you healthy by eating, just like sexual pleasure is there to make love more beautiful and guarantee the perpetuation of the species. Well, the food pleasure, the pleasure of, of something wonderful has always been tied to the acts, to, 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 to sex in the visceral pleasure there have been you remember that scene in uh, nine and a half weeks uh you know uh, by the uh, the refrigerator and all you know that's the uh, food well, is very erotic yeah i don't think he's combining those he's I, saying I, he's saying gluttony see nine and a half weeks no no <laughs> i think he's <laughs> i think he's saying you know gluttony is yeah. considered a sin right right it's but one of the seven deadly sins but enjoyment of food is okay yeah uh views that banish such basic aspects of life have caused enormous harm which can still be felt strongly today uh, the 83-year-old uh, claimed. Hmm. He said there are much bigger issues to pray over, namely climate change, deforestation, and unsustainable consumption. So that's his take that? on that. Yeah, exactly. That's what's rock in my world. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I guess we're in the junk drawer. Are I apologize. We? I didn't even realize. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I didn't even so get to do this. I, I apologize. 
Um, we'll stay with uh, sex and relationships for a moment. Well, this doesn't involve sex, but it does involve relationships. Hmm. Oscar Meyer. Yeah, man. Is offering free rentals of the Wienermobile for marriage proposals. I thought that was decommissioned. No, dude, it was in Philadelphia like last weekend. Really? Yes. Okay, did you see it? No, but I was oh. getting emails from the driver and I guess the co-pilot of said Wienermobile and unfortunately, they weren't going to be here until Saturday. I oh, believe it was man. they were they were here on like the 12th I would and the have 13th to have seen it. It's a minor Wiener <laughs> It's a minor itty bitty dream of mine. To yeah. to get inside of the Oscar Mayer, it was in Mayer. our parking lot. Yeah. It was, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we didn't get to go down and check it out. We did hell. not. Anyway. I think that was Bill's fault. Uh, the idea came from. I don't want my air staff in a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> a hot dog? No, hamburger? Yes. Uh, the idea came from the Wienermobile's official driver, Zach in Cheese. Zach in Cheese. That's his name, who actually uh, proposed to his girlfriend at Yellowstone last week in the Wienermobile. Um. No, oh, it's two drivers, Zach and Cheese. Those okay. are the two of them. All right, and uh, to rent the Wienermobile for free, uh, to make an appearance for proposals, Oscar Meyer recommends that people sign up three months to a year in advance to find dates that are not booked. We were talking to a former driver of said Wienermobile, and uh, uh, where you would imagine that it's really hard to negotiate and drive. He said it was actually pretty manageable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you are interested and you want something quirky and kind of different, you can now... Try to make that happen. See if you can schedule that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Have another junk drawer story. Uh, September is traditionally when visitors and locals alike celebrate a certain mythical creature in McDowell County, North Carolina. Hmm. This year, they are taking a different approach. Due to the pandemic, the county is hosting a Bigfoot scavenger hunt instead of the usual celebration, which was called off in July. So they have a big Bigfoot thing, I guess. They have their own version of Bigfoot. Is it uh, right? No, it just says Bigfoot. Okay. So I guess they have had sightings there. Right. And uh, here's how it works. Uh, locals and visitors will hunt for Bigfoot emblems, which are scattered throughout the county. The list of emblems is available online or at the county visitor center, and then they, you go hunting. Uh, county they tour- want you to go hunting for Bigfoot? Uh, county tourism officials say it will take you all throughout the area. Bigfoot, it says, is the social distancing champion of the world. <laughs> uh-huh. um, there are a lot of traditional businesses uh, that have been in the community for a while that are part of the hunt and some new ones further out that are going to test people's lives. So you take pictures of these emblems. All right, okay. So that's the hunt that they're doing. I would love it if Bigfoot actually existed. I think of all the... Um, mythical creatures? Mythical creatures, yeah. that's the one. Well, you're influenced by Harry and the Hendersons, aren't no you? No doubt, no yeah. doubt. I love um, that that's movie. That's the one you, you rank highest, huh? The f- fictional creatures. I, More I'm so e- than Loch Ness and I'm and either Champ. like a unicorn or dragon. Ooh, I think mm. those are. Mm. Yeah, but, no, but those, those are. I think those are different. <laughs> yeah, um, I think there's. They're, they're, they're more. They're more fantasy related rather than. There really might be a Bigfoot. You know, I mean, well, the Loch Ness like, nobody's monster. ever seen dragon yeah. prints and and. But the Loch Ness monster is a plesiosaur, is what they say. Uh, yeah, is a you know a dinosaur of sorts, right. and and. Um, so I think there's a little bit of difference. So like a yeti would be another one that right. may. You know, could potentially be real. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are one of those things that is just fun to um, chupacabra. Chupacabra would be another one. Right? Well, did you ever see the uh, Mike Tyson mysteries? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he couldn't say it. Yeah, the, 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 he was like it, a chupacabra. <laughs> he could not. Say it was like it. him and Jackie Bam Bam yeah. not being able to say kayak. Um, 
Kate, is that Kate, show still on? Kate, Kate, it is, Kate, yeah. Kate Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't know if there's make... new episodes, okay. but they show them. All right, so they're doing the Bigfoot hunt. And now, here's another uh, interesting thing that was kind of an assumption of uh, of source, but they may have confirmed the Pharaoh, uh, Tutankhamun, uh, his tomb, of course, King Tut, has uh, been one of the ar- one of our college's, uh, archaeology's greatest treasure troves. Uh, Howard Carter and his team discovered the tomb nearly a century ago, but right. it's still revealing secrets. One of the most mysterious objects discovered inside the burial chamber was a black iron dagger encased within the young ruler's linen burial wrappings. I mean, so buried with him. So this was important. Right. Uh, the placement of the dagger right at the mummified side of, of Tutankhamun, as well as its ornateness, were key indicators that it was among the pharaoh's most prized possessions. The thing is, 3,300 years ago, it was smelted iron was almost unheard of in Egypt at the time. Above it is written in Egyptian is whoever smelted dealt it. I knew it, man. And that means that well-crafted, rust-free daggers from that era are rare, to say the least. But there's something really interesting about this. Theories posited the blade's origin was extraterrestrial, from meteorites to be exact. Yet there was no conclusive evidence to back it up. Then a group of Egyptian and Italian scientists used a process known as X-ray fluorescence spectrometry uh, to define the artifact's uh, metallurgy. Metallurgical? uh, Metallurgy. Yeah. More definitively. Uh, The results of their scans confirmed the blade's material did indeed originate from the heavens. Isn't that wild? Well, you know what they say. So here's the deal. We're starting to get into the realm where some of this stuff, which seemed almost too fantastical to believe, is now, I mean, the Egyptians and what they were achieving and and what we know to have occurred. All right. Subtract any extraterrestrial influence. It's so mind-boggling in some of the forward thinking and the things they were able to achieve. It's it's a mind-blower. However, if uh, if you know uh, the um, uh, uh, Mecca, Mm-hmm. And the the uh, the the, the uh, edifice that they they go around for the, 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 the right right there is a stone mm-hmm. in the side that they all congregate at and eventually want to touch almost like the uh, supposedly Muhammad uh, had stood on it or something right, right. yeah this stone that. is believed to be of ex uh, of not of this uh, something oh, that was in a meteorite, like a meteorite. Right. Okay. right this is what they're they're perceiving. Okay. Or that people have suggested it could be. And it's not just like a fly-by-night rumor. They believe that that's, that's the case. I mean, it's I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm not that blown away by it because essentially we all came from space anyway. You know? <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, like my fingernails came from space. I can right? see that. Yeah. They're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. <laughs> no, but the, the, I find the most interesting about, thing about it is that they were able to find a meteorite... And use it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. those things, they fall out of the sky, but they are they don't happen that often, and they're not all over the place. They're very rare to actually find, so the fact that they actually had that and used it for their king, I find it interesting. Well, did you see the classification, and it's actually in the documentation from the Navy or with the Pentagon release concerning those UFOs that were seen, that, that Navy footage of those craft traveling at... at, at like, are you talking about this week? Because oh, uh, two days mm, ago, a, f- a couple of weeks ago, did they come out with another one? No. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a TikTok person, right. but uh, all over TikTok yesterday morning and uh, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. And Monday night, there were these UFOs spotted in in New Jersey. I really? Oh, okay. And listen, I, I, I'm not a believer in this type of stuff. I'm right. really, really a skeptic. 
you see a bunch of these videos right. and at least it, it lends a little bit of um, credence isn't even the right word, but it makes you look again. Well, this mm-hmm. Navy footage that was out, it's been out for a while that they, they did release, uh, they, the experts, the, the people have researched it, the people who are not your UFO hunters, say to the best of their determination, this is not something from Earth. Right. It, it, and that's, they've got, that's not something from Earth. That's what they are saying. I thought somebody, it could have been some kind of drone technology they weren't aware of. That's no. very possible. But, but that also appears in, in, and now according, you know, it's hard to know what you can believe, what you can't believe. But, but, um, you know, it's interesting. There's a, hey, uh, is this the footage you're talking yeah, about that's playing up here in the, this uh, is this week. Yeah. So this right. is literally two days ago and it's in New Jersey. And I saw a whole bunch of videos yesterday of, of people posting these things and, it's interesting to look at it, at the very least. I love it, and you know, part of me wishes it was uh, true, as long as they're Casey. Uh, <laughs> we're here to get your fingernails. <laughs> as long as they're not, as long as they're benign, benign, right? right. There, there's a, a documentary. Uh, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. It's this this woman in she is either in Canada or really close to Canada. Bamf. She has like thirty. <laughs> thousand feet of uh like film footage of these ufos that just keep showing up and apparently she has some sort of like this intuitive like without even looking right outside she'll go oh they're here and then she'll go outside and then there they are hi yeah and so they're you know so they're going through all this footage and then the the documentarians are at their home interviewing her family about it and at one point it's crazy, and you don't know what it is, but they're interviewing the one daughter, and she's standing in the kitchen, and there's a window behind her. <laughs> what? It, it, it was, okay. Finish your story. All right, and yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Texts are coming in about the UFO. Okay, okay so, the, so she's standing in the kitchen. They're interviewing her, and the window is behind her. Right. And the freaking UFOs show up, and they're standing, and not the Is <laughs> this a bad time? <laughs> the, the UFOs are flying behind her in the window. Now, a UFO just means it's an unidentified oh, flying yeah. object. Yeah. doesn't yeah. mean it's from out right. of the solar system. Right. Hang on. It's, I'm, I'm it's gonna probably go, Yeti. I'm going to go to Dave. Uh, Dave, go ahead. Enlighten us, sir. You can still be a skeptic about believing in UFOs because the New Jersey UFO was the Goodyear blimp. There you go. It's the Goodyear blimp. All right. Yay. There we go. See? Thank you, Dave. So How comes Razor. I, I there was yeah there was one time I was I was looking at a at a video of you know found footage or not found footage yeah. but it was recently spotted you know, UFO. I'm like, look at it. I'm like, wow, dude, that's scary. That looks legit. And then I went down. I saw one of the comments. It goes, it's a mylar balloon. Right. Yeah. 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 And I went back <laughs> yeah. and I watched it again. It's a mylar yeah. balloon. And here's the thing. If you mm-hmm. don't follow up on it right away, like I didn't with this the Goodyear blimp in New Jersey yesterday, I, I kind of let it go. I brought it up on the air, and then you get the reasonable explanation on it. But, like, when you watch it and don't follow up on it at all, it's like, no, I don't know what this is. Um, maybe it's something that I haven't no, I seen agree. before. I, I agree. Check out check out the information pertaining to this this naval footage that was released a while ago. And, and okay. at least that what whether they said they, could, they weren't confirming that it was from – they said they, there was no technology like that that they were aware of on Earth. Yeah. And that was the thing. All right. Interesting. Uh, we need to take a break uh, because we do have some uh, guests joining we're us. We're running late. We are. We have Super <laughs> Nanny. Yeah. You love that show, right? Yeah. Right. I love it. Yeah. She owns, I wanted to spank my hiney. All I've right, been so a bad alien. We're going to come back in a moment and we will get uh, Joe Frost from uh, Super Nanny on. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. 
We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We have a new Daily Rush video. Oh, what is it? Uh, for you to check out. It's called Kathy's Junk Needs to Breathe. <laughs> uh, it says, Joe Exotic has an underwear line and Kathy wants a pair, but it needs to be breathable for her junk. Yeah. Uh, you can watch it now at uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Her junk uh, suffocates easily. It does. Yeah. It needs, it needs something in there to so air man. it out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like a little fan a little or something. Fan. A little, little guy little going <laughs> blowing on it, something like that. Uh, and uh, it's easy to fall down the Daily Rush uh, YouTube hole if you go watch our videos. And I wanted to, if you don't mind, I'm going to give a little plug for my own YouTube channel. Right. And I I need, uh, I'm just getting it started, so I'm trying to build my Your viewership. My base. Or your, your, your subscribers. And, yes, yeah, so I, I have another video that's ready to be released. And what is it? Uh, well, it's a song. It's a drum video. It's a, it's they're a, all drum videos. They're all drum covers. Are you going to do any but only I'm not doing stuff? Till, I'm not doing it until I get 70 more uh, followers. Oh. Ah. 70, 70 more subscribers. Because that'll, I, I, then I'll have two thousand subscribers. Two thousand, very yes. nice. So, so right. if you if you go to YouTube, <laughs> I know you're. How dare we not be able to release this? No, but um, you just type in my name in the search bar, Preston Elliott. It will take you to my page, and I have a new video that's ready. To and go. are you getting a lots of views per release? Not really. <laughs> well, listen. Do you enjoy getting, doing it? Yes. I'm then having, that's what's that's what matters. I'm, I'm having fun and uh, and I'm enjoying watching it grow and and it's cool and and I'm am I an amazing drummer? No, but I'm just a, a dude. You're a damn I'm, good drummer. I'm a, thank you. I'm a dude having fun playing some songs and I think I have an interesting uh, choice of songs. I try to. Some of them are like okay. I think I think people that. Uh, you know, uh, if you love rock, you'll you'll like this. <laughs> and then other ones are like, I think that'd be kind of fun to play just for fun. And uh, and so these are very popular. These, I mean, and, and you're well, you're you're in this uh, this format, which is a, a lot of drummers do this uh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and tons I think way better than me, by the way. But I think uh, you you approach it with the zeal of someone who's just really having fun, and yeah. you get creative with some of the stuff, and it's uh, it's well worth checking out. Can okay. I ask you a question that I hope is not a boring question to the listener? But you mentioned earlier because I think it's his birthday today, Mark Anthony. And um, you listened to his music really for the first time. You you weren't a fan, or you didn't really care one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then something about it sparked an interest in you. Do you know what it was that actually made you think, "Oh my god, I actually kind of like this," or "I find this intriguing"? I wear his clothing. <laughs> <laughs> was it that? What it is? No, it was just the um, the rhythm of the music. I thought was really cool. So Latin music is is very rhythmically based. There are all these really intricate um, types of rhythms that that come from. Um, uh, Cuban, uh, Latin, and Brazilian, uh, these cultures. And I just find them fascinating because they're really unique to music and they're very, very hard to uh, uh, to master. And so I just heard some cool rhythms in that song and I thought he had a good voice and it was a catchy melody. So that was pretty much it. I just, it's to me, it's, it's when something strikes you for the first time, even though it's been around for a long time and all of a sudden you're like, why wasn't I listening to this before? Yeah. Part of me feels like, I, I've been missing out for this, you know. But uh, the other part of me is, like, at least I discovered it now. You guys search out new music more than I do. Yeah. And, and I always find it cool. I hear you guys having conversations about, I heard this song and I heard this group and here's this band and I'm really into it. Right. 
and and I'm just one of those who's comfortable with what I already like, and so I don't seek out new music. And when new stuff will come to when you, something new does come to me, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. It is pretty special. Right. It's pretty awesome. So, but there are some people who continue that music journey. My buddy Will's the same way. He's always you know finding new bands and new sounds or genres that he's never gone down the path. And and uh, is like you know oh wow I'm, I'm now I'm into jam bands or now I'm into uh, you know like reggae is a trip I've been taking lately so I am trying different genres <laughs> that I haven't really that I've only as a, as just a, um, a, a not really a consumer more just a, 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 a companion you know to to that music so a life's rich journey yeah, yeah. exactly the rich mm-hmm. journey so anyhow but um, yeah some everybody's got their different tastes and different takes on music and so. now you're over 2,000 subscribers on stop YouTube. it yeah, just did it already oh, happen? Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. you guys yeah. let's, upload. let's go let's go for 3,000 <laughs> wow dude you know how about that the power I, radio I love are, are radio. people awesome honestly the for you, listener of the show, we All can't right. thank you enough. You know what? Now, are you now? If we hit three thousand, you could do an OnlyFans page. Uh, oh. Oh. Yes. All right. If he hits three thousand, oh God, he... my balls feel so good today, dude. Yes. Stop. Oh. Is it only sex? The OnlyFans. Thing? I think that's the draw for a lot of people, okay. but it can be it can be anything. I don't I got... think that's how it started, though. I think it was more of a uh, like a Patreon okay. kind of a thing. Where yeah, well, you could, where you were less less beholding to. It's Casey wants to to. Start a cooking channel yeah. or whatever, but need some funds, almost like a Kickstarter, but okay. OnlyFans sort of, um, what, however you want to describe the angle, it, it became much more of a um, a sex driven industry. But I don't Do you think know it who's it? that way. Nick, Sid, our friend Sid Wilder. Sid Wilder, yeah. Oh yes. my God, the stuff that she and and the stuff that she she's smart. She'll tease it on Instagram. Yeah, but I know but Big, Big J Okerson has one as well, and his, his is stuff not, is hot. <laughs> it is not sexy. Uh, but his is obviously more comedy based. Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe you can do some exclusive. You can. Things. Yeah. You can. By the way, I just published the video. Oh. Right. True right. to my word, it is. Is this you up here? It's uh, that is not me. That's Sid Wilder. Oh. oh. Uh, it I is uh, Billy Joel's Angry Young Man. Ah. So it's, it's a really, really cool drum part and a lot of fun. So that is that has now been released. Um, but, ah. but yes, yeah, Sid Wilder. Sid is uh, she's awesome. She I, I post stuff and she comments on it. She's very active on social media, and I I think that's cool. I think it's great because I'm blown away because she has you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, but I guess that is that's her career. Yeah. So if your career is social media, yeah. for, I, I don't think I would enjoy that. It's too much. It's all day, all night, every event. The all phone the is out, and she's constantly creating. Now she's she's a she's a stunner. So obviously, and she she even works at that. And she's also been very honest about work that she's had done, and so on and so forth. So she, her life is is as much an open book. And I don't think you're prepared to open. I mean, we open the book a little bit. But the book is way open with her. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's so many platforms. There's so many different ways to post. You have to check them all. And then when you're done with the, the last one, then you go right back to the first one. And, and Casey, you referenced that Social Dilemma movie earlier today. I mean, there have got to be parts of this for Sid Wilder, even though she's on it all the time, that, that that's not healthy. The, the, the obsession with being on the phone all the time, even if it's successful... You're always trying to outdo what you did before, and I find surprising who live in that world, like the Kardashians and and you know Chrissy Teigen. These people are really, really outspoken that they will actually respond. Like like some of the comments will get under their skin, yeah, yeah. and they'll fire back at it. I'm like, you're not you're not you, bulletproof to that by you, now. You, yeah, you 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 haven't built that protective blister. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't have w- one scintilla of the followers, and I'm. 
there's not, I'm Teflon. It's a, you, you know, it is what it is. And maybe some of it is personal, but some of it could be part of the whole uh, theory behind it. Because perpetuating the brand, yeah, the more you respond, the the more you're engaged. Uh, the, the, you enge- yeah. the more you engage on that social media platform, uh, the more likely your post will show up in your followers' feed. Right, right. Uh, well, I was so I was bleaching my anus on my OnlyFans. <laughs> <side. Yes. laughs> right. Wait, and, you were and, doing that by yourself? Yeah, I was doing it myself. Wow. Yeah. And then I got all sorts of flag because he apparently, used Samir. yeah, he's. Yeah. And you were catching flack for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. That's personal group. Well, I, I, it wasn't completely white. I didn't get oh, as white as I wanted. Oh, it was more okay. more off white, and I and so I didn't do it right. I got you. It was my first time. Uh, so anyway, well, thank you for for jumping on and subscribing. And if you want to, once you, you know, just uh, type in Preston Elliott in uh, the YouTube search bar, and it'll it'll take you to my page, and you can subscribe. And it, and I and I'm still learning all of the the mechanism that is youtube so i guess if you if you click on the little bell it will give you an alert when i release a new video and i'm I'm trying to do one like every 10 days to two weeks uh you got to keep the content fresh material. and obviously learning the ins and outs if youtube is your platform and it's a, it's a good platform to be on uh you, there's a lot to learn every yeah. one of these things has their own proprietary stuff that you have to get uh adroit a, a at there is also there are people who make careers out of telling you how to use YouTube as yes. a career. social media. Well, listen. It's unbelievable. Marissa and Sarah uh, here at the station are the ones who are really guiding all of the social media. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, ready for our guest. She's awesome. Uh, she is fantastic and has been at this for quite a while. Uh, the, the show just keeps cranking out. And it is called Super Nanny. We've it's had addictive. her on before. Love her to death. Please welcome Joe Fraud. Show this morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Thank hey, you for having me. No, no problem. Hey, you know we were just having a um, a social media discussion, and uh, obviously you being in the limelight, having a successful show. How active are you in that realm? I'm extremely busy right now. Extremely busy, as you can imagine. Right, families needing the help, homeschooling. Trying to work it out, right? With work boundaries. So, busy, so, busy, so, busy. you're, you're. I would say this. I would figure that with you and, uh, well, let me ask you on the on the level of social media and working with kids and the constant distraction of social media and screen time and so on and so forth. What advice can you give to parents who are now trying to set up sort of um, peace uh, makeshift schools at home, and you know parse out that time on the screen and um, well it's a little bit different now so we have to just recognize that you know the tablets are being used for the correct purpose socialization education and entertainment and you know if we can solely remember that then the importance will be to get the kids out as well and to make the most of being out whilst they can with the children because it's going to be different around the state so, you know, it's not the emphasis now of it being the babysitter. It's more a case of recognising we do need the tablets right now, the social media, for those sole good purposes with intention. Okay. Uh, just to make sure that we've got the balance of getting out. All right. In your, your personal life, how many how many children do you have and, and what are their ages? Um, I have spiritually millions. She, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have children. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was, I was curious. So you don't have kids? Okay. 
So that was, it, it's interesting. Do you, uh, now obviously you're great at what you do, but does anybody else, does anybody ever throw that in your face, even though you know what you're doing? You don't have kids. You can't, you know, how could you have any idea? Oh, it's such a lazy response. <laughs> yeah. you, know, when you, you know, when you think, you know, when you, when you spend 33 years in the trenches <laughs> with families and you have life experience, it, you know, you just get used to it. You think, well, that's rather lazy. It's quite, you know, it, it's predictable, to be honest, at this stage now, you know. Well, and it, it, there is a skill set. I think so many people look to you, and it's funny to see the people on, on the show, on, on uh, you know, uh, uh, Super Nanny, uh, who are uh, one one of the parties will be reticent to uh, accept what you're saying, but it, it, it's such a an honest and uh, I think what you 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 remove condescension from the treatment of uh, you know or at least or at least the way you you suggest they care for their kids and that works, but you if you always win even the most steadfast. Uh, critic over by the end of the show, and that's got to be uh, very fulfilling for you. Uh, spiritually, for me, it's very re- rewarding because it's my vocational work. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's about integrity, you know, and I really do love what I do, and I genuinely really care. And I feel that, you know, when you're talking the truth and when you're delivering what you know is going to help a family and that met with the empathy and compassion and sometimes, you know, the firmness of a coach, like you would see, you know, on a sports team, um, it's appreciated and respected because of its conviction. And I think that at the end of the day is what families feel, even if it's very difficult for them, because it's not always easy for the families to go through that process. Right. But when the light bulb switch clicks, then they get it, you know, and that's always um, that's always a wonderful place to be with a family, you know, it's always very rewarding in that aspect. So, Joe, I'm a, a, a father, I have three kids, my oldest uh, just started high school this year, I also have nieces and nephews that, you know, range in age from like almost 21 to, you know, um, you know, basically a, a, a baby, like, you know, three, four years old, and so I wanted to ask you what you, what you think, as far as nature versus nurture, uh, and what are the the most important, let's say, four years uh, to the development of a child? Love, connection, socialization, and good parenting skills, um, and leading that with example. Um, I think really it's absolutely fundamental for a child's development, you know, that relationship, that bonding um, that families have. And we're seeing that now. You know, obviously in the pandemic, families spending a lot of time um, and connecting with their children. And, and I, you know, I've, I've done a show um, several years ago um, that involved, you know, the question of nature versus nurture. And I think at the end of the day, when you don't see compassion um, and empathy um, and dysfunctional uh, behavior, and certainly that can lead um, to more dire circumstances in a family. Right. So I think it's important to recognize that, you know, that education is vital. Yeah, I've actually noticed that with uh, with my son, because we have been pretty strict with the, with the pandemic and, and quarantining, and um, he hasn't had much interaction with his school friends. Um, he's, you know, home virtual right now. Yeah. But, I, but I've noticed over the last uh, couple of months, he's really trying to find a and it's not like we we don't have a connection we're we're very very close but he's like now he's he loves video games and he's trying to get me to like play video games with him and, and so like 
uh, I'm basically his buddy, his playmate, and so I also I so I understand yeah. that, but I also am his father, and then I need to you know make sure he understands that line. Yeah, exactly. But I think you can enjoy it, like you know. It's moderation. You know, if he really loves a particular game, you know, you could do that with him. But again, it's the moderation, you know, just finding other hobbies and interests that he likes and you like and, and exploring that. You know, I, I think that's one of, you know, one of the one of the great magics of, you know, American history with families is that children remember. They remember those moments where their dad taught them or they had this together. It's like a right. special thing they did together or they would talk chess or backgammon, you know, so... There are other things you can do, too, but in moderation, all in moderation. It's such a uh, parenting. It's such a, um, a subjective thing. And, I, I, you know, thinking about this, I, I haven't been too thrilled with my own performance as a parent. And I'm wondering if most parents maybe feel that way. And, and is there a time when you know you did a good job? I feel like that I've raised good kids, but I haven't been happy about my own performance. You know, I mean, when can you tell you, you did the right <laughs> job? Um, I think you're always going to question that, to be honest with you. And I think it's very, I think it's very individual. Um, You know, right now, parents are questioning that a lot because they're feeling guilty, right? That they're not able to give their kids, you know, what they want right now because of safety measures. But at the end of the day, what's most important right now is we're living and you know, doing our best to thrive in a pandemic is that our kids are loved and kept safe. You've seen the numbers. They're no joke. You know, we need to keep our kids safe, alive. The rest is going to come out in the wash. Whatever your kid's going to learn right now is not going to make or break their career when they're 28. Right. You know, and I think we have to keep perspective on that. You know, really keep perspective on it and have some fun and find the laughter, you know, because it's heavy right now. It's really heavy and we're at a point of many tipping points. So we've got to find the fun. We've got to find the break, you know. We've got to, you know, have fun together, um, enjoy our relationships with our partners, you know, let the siblings come together um, and find that pocket of fun and continue to do that. Got to have the laugh. Got to have it. You know, it's too heavy out there. Hey, by the way, your your show, do you you recommend that that parents, I mean, obviously parents are are sitting down to to learn from it, but that they have their kids watch it with them as well? Yeah, I mean, it's already happening naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to get emails from families that were watching and then telling me it was a great gateway to have conversations with their teenagers and their teenagers. So it's already happening. It's amazing the letters I get from kids that tell me, like, what they're learning um, and, you know, what their families are doing. So organically, it's already started to happen Mm -hmm. many years ago. So I think it's wonderful. But, you know, that's what we need to do, to have have those conversations. Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Lifetime is when you'll uh, get to see Super Nanny again. Joe, we love you. Thanks for coming all this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. The Super Nanny. Joe, I love you. Joe, (laughs) I I love you. Uh, yeah, it's funny because this is, this is no, I love you. My version is, you know, having my kids sit down and watch super nanny with them and going, see, yeah. that's what see? you need to yeah. do. What she says, <laughs> what she just said. It's funny. Being a parent is such a weird thing, man. As, as I, that last question I had asked her, you know, and she said, we need to lead by example. Uh, and it's like, I, I haven't done that. <laughs> I, I should. Oh, I guess I should have done that years ago. Remember um, though. Yeah, look. 
they're they're good kids. You have you all they're have good, good kids. kids, and they're I mean good. that's is, and that's and and you know, our, our own my my own my own parents. They I remember mistakes that were made, things I wish, but it. If they're if the legitimate love is there and you mm-hmm. really try your best, it'll it'll work out. It's an interesting thing about uh, nannies and and uh, and babysitters, or, or like if you have a regular person like that. And what I wanted to ask her was if you know what kind of of a bond do you have with those kids years later? Yeah, uh, who you're a nanny for? Because we have only you ever had, dated them. Well, we only had <laughs> one regular sitter for a while, and we got her through a service. I forgot who it was, but uh, Rochelle had set it up, and and Caroline really had a bond with her. Her name uh-huh. was uh, Reagan, by the way. And she It's good to see you, yes. <laughs> Would you like some jelly beans? Oh, that's right. You always have jelly beans. I love them. But she, um, you know, we thought it was this, like, special relationship. And then, you know, she left. She went to go get engaged. And we thought maybe we'd be in touch. And, oh, no. Oh, no, nothing at oh, all. No, this is gone. See well, you, I'll, you know, I'll Never say, to be seen again. <laughs> because I've, I've always had somebody. So the girl that spent the most time with Jace, I mean, I wrote her a, a card before she left. And basically in it, I said, thank you for, I mean, she was part of the way Jace, Jace was raised. And, yeah. and you know, there there's a, a lot to say about that. She did more than she probably thought she did. You know, she came to babysit every day, but she spent a lot of time with him. And, uh, you know, part of who he's become was because of her. Did the connections, did, are you still? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we still keep in touch. She lives right, in D.C. Nice. now. You know, Dear I said. Kathy, I'm in D.C. now. <laughs> hey, no, but. It feels oddly familiar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I still keep in touch with her. She still gets pictures, and you know, she sent Jace a birthday gift. So oh, there's still uh, a little, you know, nice. a little bit of a connection. My brothers and I had a babysitter. Her name was uh, her nickname was Cricket. Her real name was Erica. But um, my parents still keep in touch with her to this day. She was one of those babysitters that would go on vacation with us, so that my parents could go out and do stuff. She wow, go to the Jersey yeah. Shore. She turned fifty last week, and so and Facebook allows people to stay in touch. You know, there are plenty of evils associated with, with Would Facebook. you like your sponge back? <laughs> she, uh, no, I mean, she, she was a member of the family. She was the older sister that I never had. Oh, that's nice. It's, it's pretty amazing yeah. how you can build connections with people that uh, I think I aren't family it. members that end up being family members. I have known you for how long and I've never heard of Cricket before. Yeah, Cricket. Uh, Kegel was her last name. So uh, Kegel? Kegel exercises. Kegel. Wow. Yeah, make the jokes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, she, she was an angel. She is an angel and, and we were really lucky to have her growing up. Did you guys ever babysit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the first yeah. job I had. No kidding. I think I made two bucks an hour when I babysat. Oh, yeah. my okay. God. Yeah, how about, how about you? Oh, no. I That was how I got through college. I have always said this. I was not a good waitress. I worked at a restaurant for a little while in the coat room because I uh, yeah. did not know how to be a server, uh, even drinks. Get it yourself. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, what do you want from me? Yeah. yeah you uh-huh. want what? No. What am I, a waitress? Yeah. Uh, so I babysat my entire, all the way through college. Were you a good waitress? Or... I was a terrible waitress. Were you a good babysitter? Yes, I was a great babysitter. Okay. Uh, I will say that. Well, the kids always I was not. Me. You're the oldest, too, and I'm the oldest in my family, and I think that, that you know, in, yeah, in sure. some respects, I helped raise my little brothers a little bit, and so you learn a little bit of responsibility being the oldest sibling, and uh, and then, you know, just living in the neighborhood that I did growing up, there were a lot of little kids around, so you would naturally, parents need to find sitters. I mean, finding a sitter is hard, and once you find a good one, you don't want to let that person go. From movies I've seen, the real money's made on when the parent drives the sitter home. Right? Yeah. Is that the uh, yeah? Right. That's not what happens. It really is that only in the movies then? This never happens. This Although a... I did have a college friend where that did happen. Really? Yeah. Well, that's and college. Did, did they, they? She yeah. She she liked it. Up with the dad. Wow. <laughs> it really does happen, Steve. I make thousand dollars a week. Here, here was foreshadowing <laughs> to what a lousy babysitter I was. So I was, I, I was just a little kid at this time. I was probably in like second grade or something like that. I was just supposed to hang out with this uh, kid who was a couple of years younger than me, 
And so we walked down to near the, the public pool in our neighborhood, and uh, the the snow cone uh, man came by. Uh-huh. And- Snow cone man. Yeah, snow cone man. See, kids. He was yeah. across. <laughs> he was across the street. Right? Uh, across a busy street. Oh, no. <laughs> Preston. And so I told I'm like, Chris, stay right here. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a snow cone. I ran across that busy street, and all of a sudden I hear, beep, beep, beep. Oh. He came running across yeah. the street, too, oh. unbeknownst to me, almost oh, no. hit by a car. Oh, oh no. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And other parents were going, ah! Snow codes! <laughs> <laughs> I almost killed a kid on my first babysitting experience. Terrible babysitter. I and was, I have children. I was at the uh, Triangle Playground, and I was there with my cousins, and uh, he had to go to the bathroom, so we decided to go across the street to pee behind a bush. I was in charge of taking him across the street. I didn't even look both ways. All I did was I counted the three. I, I didn't even look both <laughs> but. It was like I I just had tunnel vision. I was like, okay, we're going to go on the count of three. One, two, three. And the second we ran, I mean, there were cars coming yeah. both in both directions. Oh. I didn't even look both ways. You just hear, ah! and then horns honking. Yeah. 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 You and I. You and me, man. <laughs> and yet you end up with kids. Yeah. And, and yeah. There you go. Wow. Listen, it happens. Yeah, babysitting not not uh, not part of my repertoire. The the people who are good at it though and are are, are in demand. Oh. Like Kathy, obviously you were a good babysitter. I mean, because you were able to go, work through college doing that. We've had a few come through the station. Though. Uh, Peyton was one. Who, well, Peyton babysat yeah. for Ben. Uh, Devin babysat for Ben and for your kids, Preston. Devin was a really Love good Devin. babysitter. I had Lizzie and Lizzie, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. That's right, Aaron McGarity. She mm-hmm. she babysat for a stretch too. So I mean, we've been lucky enough to. Have, it's all women, I think. I don't think we've had any I, male babysitters. <laughs> I think I remember. Like Kill Bill <laughs> babysitting him, like your God. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. Time, How's yeah. it for you kids? Yeah, uh, but I remember thinking, like, I'm not gonna play games with you. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, with a here, babysitter. chew on the slipper. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, Super Nanny is brilliant at yeah. what she does. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories. Yes. They're on the way, and you still have time to text in for the secret text word, 39333. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's take a trip into the world of the bizarre. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. We'll begin with this story. A filmmaker has been arrested for allegedly recording a pornographic movie at the Osun Osagbo Sacred Grove in western Nigeria, police say. The sacred forest, home of Osun... The Yoruba goddess of fertility Mm. is a U.N.-designated World Heritage Site. Doesn't sound like the right place for a porn movie. And police said the man, Tobaloba... Tobaloba? Jolisho. Yeah. Popularly known as King to Black H.O.C. 
was arrested for allegedly recording a sex movie in the forest. <laughs> okay. Neither he nor his lawyers have commented. Now, Osun Osagbo is on the outskirts of the city of Osagbo, uh, and that's in the Osun state capital. Now, Mr. Jola Osho is a popular porn movie producer with a huge following. His And snippets of the video, which allegedly show him dressed in the white robe adherence of the Osun deity, were posted on his website and social media accounts. It's not clear when the recording was done or how he entered the forest, which can be easily accessed from any routes. A follower of the deity said Mr. Jolohosho had desecrated the grove, which was a sacred land where worshippers from Nigeria and uh. Nigeria and elsewhere offered prayers and sacrifices to the Osun goddess. I'm Big Dick Black. That's him. Uh, that's what uh, apparently T back O H C or whatever his uh, name stands yes, for. Yes, if you say it out loud, you'll T black H O C. Yeah. So it doesn't really indicate what type of porn was taking place. Now, porn in I'm this babysitter. Well, porn in this uh, world might just be nudity. Yes, to, it could be. To us, you have to go a couple steps further right. to call it porn. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but well, it's sacred, and they were insulted and offended by it. Exactly. A Malaysian man has said he found monkey selfies and videos on his phone after losing it in the bushes near his house. So the monkeys got the phone and took selfies. Yeah. <laughs> Zachrids Rodzi posted the footage on Twitter, including a video that appears to show a monkey trying to eat the phone. Mr. Rodzi said that he thought the phone had been stolen on Saturday morning from the house in the city of Batu Pahat, where he lives with his parents. Look, I'm going to do duck lips. Uh, he found it again on Sunday afternoon outside the house. Hey, Bay. At first, when the phone was missing, he said, I have no idea how to accept it since it's too strange. Well, yeah. But later when I Monkey opened... Monkey selfies, of course. When I opened the gallery, I ran out of words. This is a translation yeah. of whatever he said. It's a I, monkey D-pick. I have no idea how to describe it because one of the impossible things just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Uh... Yeah. Weird. I, yeah. I shook and laughed so hard and quickly ran towards my parents to tell them. Much often was the shock I am feeling. Among the, among the footage and pictures, Mr. Rodzi has a video of a monkey appearing to bite the phone, as well as a few blurry photos of the monkey itself. The monkey pictures, for what they were, made me much amusement. Uh, others include out-of-focus images of trees, plants, and undergrowth. <laughs> uh, it's not possible to verify how the content came to be on his phone independently, Mr. Rodzi dismissed the idea that someone could be playing an elaborate trick on him, adding, there is no way that it's a prank because there's no one else in the house except me and my parents. He says, the monkey stole them, and they're the ones that took the picture. I tell you what, we're seeing more signs yes. of uh, self-awareness and sentience. Yep, agreed. It's happening. A convicted serial bank robber serving out the end of his sentence at a Brooklyn halfway house escaped Friday morning by simply walking out the front door. Uh, Daryl Allen was transferred by from uh, Maryland Federal Prison to Brooklyn's Residential Reentry Center in June, only to decide that he'd had enough of the place after three months. I'm tired of this. He pleaded guilty in 2013 to a Queens bank robbery spree in which he uh, targeted a single Chase Bank period. I'm sorry, a branch in the Rockaways three times over a three-month period. So he hit the same bank three times. Wow, that's... And eventually he was arrested for it. And unlike federal jails... Well, the odds were against him. 
Uh, federal jails and prisons, halfway houses, allow prisoners near the end of their sentence to begin transitioning back to society. People in custody at the reentry centers are encouraged to get jobs and spend time outside the facility. And some can even spend weekend nights at approved housing outside the facility. So this, are, they, are they allowed to freely come and go as... Not freely. Okay, but there, there structured. Are, but there's times and, and, right. you know, when you have to be there. And this dude was at the end. He was ready to... Why would you do that? He'd been in jail for four years, and he just walks... Well, I don't know. He's an idiot. So, anyhow, he just walked out. And he out robbed the same door. bank three times. That's all you need to know. Yep, exactly. All right, let me do one more story. A man from the UK who recently moved into Brighton was shocked to discover his new home. It was a new rented home. Is cu- and he had no idea this. Yeah. is covered in massive murals of Homer and Bart Simpson. <laughs> it's great. I saw the outside of it. It's it that, looks that is awesome. So awesome. Normally, a prospective tenant actually visits a house before deciding to rent it, but this year, most people are taking video tours of homes on their phones and laptops due to ongoing pandemic. The ongoing pandemic. Uh, while video tours can give a fair idea about how a house is going to be on the inside. Not much is shown about its surroundings and neighborhood. God wants us to do it. Charlie Lucas Smith went on uh, Google Street just uh, four days before moving to his new place in Brighton, and it was in he discovered the house was overwhelmed with murals of the Simpsons characters. <laughs> uh, but I'm so funny. He's not upset about it. In fact, he described the artworks as awesome. Yeah. It, yes, it is cool. Yep. He said, I wanted to see if there was any parking spaces, and when I put the address into Google Maps, <laughs> I, it suddenly sunk in where I was living. I sent a photo of it to in a group chat and said, surely we're not living here. Uh, luckily, it's right up my street at the end of the day and something I really find funny. And I've always been a massive fan of The Simpsons. That's perfect, then. <laughs> he kind of lucked out. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Nick, I know in your aunt's um, yeah. rental home in Manhattan, Manhattan Beach, Beach yeah. in California... What does somebody have a mural on the side of their I was, home? I was trying to remember it, Preston, but it was it was so... Um, it was along the lines of The Simpsons or yeah. something like that, and the neighbors didn't like it at all. And I was like, that's awesome. I love it. I <laughs> yeah. think it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, he'd have to... I can't remember the details on it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it in the break. But yeah, it was... It, and there was no mistaking what it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, um, we have a secret text word prize uh, to give away, and we're going to oh. do it now. It was the emoji house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. actually is kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, it's oh, is pink it? with a couple of emojis oh, on it. Oh, then you hate it. Uh, Kathy, number caller, please. Ooh, 21. All right, caller 21 at 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and uh, if you know the secret text word and you are that caller, you win the prize that we have. We'll get a random text or two, so we'll reveal who that is as well. When we return, stay put. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I was supposed to go uh, camping in, um, up by the Grand Canyon of PA this weekend, and it, my son requested it. It's his birthday this weekend. The lows on Saturday night into Sunday morning will be in the 30s. Whoa. Yeah, but I like camping when it's cold. I, I, I much prefer to uh, camping in, in heat because that's you just can't get... Yes. You can't cool down at all. Yep, agreed. And it's hard to get comfortable. Yeah. And if you if you can bundle up, you can be comfy out in the cold. Yeah. And it's crisp. The air is crisp. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but like crisp. Do you have uh do you have like sub zero um We got the full gear, yeah, but blanket or I mean uh the, the sleeping bags, sleeping bags yeah, yeah, and the pad and then we're gonna bring extra blankets and, and winter gear, but you know, hats and the whole nine. But yeah, camp campfire outside and stuff like that. I, I like that uh, this time of year. It should be a good time. We do the fire pit this weekend. Are I, you? I mean it's, it's I mean nice. I, I love that whole experience as well 
worth it. Yeah, Kathy sure. loves camping. Uh, <laughs> in, oh my god! Uh, in I, think cold. I think she wants me to take her son camping because she's never going to do it. <laughs> I do. He wants to try it, and um, I just... you should. Yeah, you should have. Uh, what about when you return the chickens to the forest? <laughs> <laughs> to the forest. <laughs> Listen, there's. I, I'm branching out. Let me raise chickens. I know. Baby and then, steps. Yes. Baby yeah. steps. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'll send Jace to camp with Nick. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that's and that will work out perfectly. <laughs> While you manage the farm, right? <laughs> the farm and Conchalkin. He's out there with the combine. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the phones and see if we can get a winner for the secret text word. And it was call number twenty-one we were looking for, and it's a uh, Gabriel. Yo, Gabe, are you there? Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Gabriel, what's the secret text word? Let me see if I can pull this out. Pud. Pud. Pud! He pulled it out. You got it. Uh, hang on a second, Gabriel. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you the Amazon Fire TV. TV. And a one-month subscription to Philo. Philo. The most affordable way to watch live and on-demand TV, including WeTV's Live After Lockup. Uh, your favorite love after lockup couples are now living life after lockup. Lockup. The special four-part event, you can see if their love has what it takes to survive the pandemic lockdown. We've never been this far into the song. Uh, you can catch it Friday at 9 on Wii TV. You're gonna burn. Oh, all of a sudden he turned from this into, you're gonna burn. Oh. All right, so we're also going to give that same prize to uh, Musk Patrick. Is that Mark? That's Mark. Okay. <laughs> My name is Musk Patrick. I raise chickens on Mount Kennedy. It looks like Musk. Musk. M- Mark Patrick. Musk Patrick. It looks like, actually, it looks like Musk Patsick. Musk uh, Patsick. From uh, Brewall, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, no, it's from Brewall. Mark Patrick, by the way, is intern Joe's next door neighbor. How about that? This, mm-hmm. this very Mark Patrick? Yeah, it's got to be. How about that? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. For the correct answer to this question, what fictional dragon is Rambo's favorite? (laughs) And don't make one up. You probably won't get it. All right. What fictional... I guess maybe you could. I don't know. But uh, what fictional dragon is Rambo's favorite? And I'll tell you now, it's not... um, What was the song? Uh, uh, Puff? Puff. Puff. It's not Puff. The Magic Dragon. All right. It's a different one. What fictional dragon is Rambo's favorite? Two one. When is there not a fictional dragon? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's like uh, in uh, the, what do you call it, uh, Avengers? Yeah. He goes, oh, that's a made-up word. All words like, are made up. 215 wmmr Let's see if you know, see if you know the answer. We're going to do a trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get those stories from the trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, as you said earlier, Preston, Kim Kardashian, agreeing to freeze her Facebook and Instagram accounts for 24 hours to protest hate and misinformation. Kim says her only social media presence will be on OnlyFans, where she'll be posting graphic beaver shots. (laughs) Cardi B has filed documents seeking custody of her two-year-old daughter, Culture, in a divorce from Offset. Cardi attempted to bolster her case with the judge by claiming WAP stands for Wonderfully Attentive Parent. Oh, yeah. Oh! 
And finally, Britney Spears calling out the lawyers on a conservatorship legal team. Spears says they have consistently ignored her input ever since they once saw her attempting to bite a cloud. That's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What fictional dragon is Rambo's favorite? Had to have heard it earlier this morning. I will go to Clinton for the answer. Clinton, good morning. I'm your party player, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, do me a favor. What fictional dragon is Rambo's favorite? Smaug. Smaug. That's correct, Clinton. Hang on. We are going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Bonefish Grill helps make feeding families easy and delicious this fall season. Check out their expanded menu featuring all-time favorites, new surf and turf pairings. And also family bundles starting at $30 for up to five people. They're or, really good. Order online at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats or Dine-In whenever you are ready. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> Brought to you by Salish University. Dallas University offers some, some of the fastest and growing and highest paid professionals, health professionals, in the country, including optometry and audiology. And Salus University, the future of health sciences since 1919. And you can uh, apply at salus.edu. Corey Taylor will celebrate the uh, release day of his first solo album, CMFT. On October 2nd, with a global streaming event called Forum or Against Them, which will be shot at the iconic Los Angeles venue, The Forum. So, therefore, The Forum or Against Them. Right. Tickets for the pay-per-view streaming event are on sale now online at watch.thecorytaylor.com. And fans can also purchase uh, ticket bundles that include a T-shirt, hoodie, poster, and access to watch an exclusive Corey Taylor acoustic set. A limited number of one-on-one video chats with Corey Taylor are also available with some bundles. And former against them will be a full arena production with a set list featuring all the tracks from CMFT. Select fan favorite cuts from uh, Slipknot and Stone Sour catalogs as well and a handful of covers and guest performances from The Cherry Bombs. So have you done any of these? Have you watched any of these special events? Did you, watch the, the, did you watch the drummer event? I did not watch the oh. Modern Drummer salute to Neil Peart. Now, it will still be available for the next uh, few weeks. Okay. So I might eventually uh, check that out. I would Get like around to, to it. see what uh, some of the other drummers had to say. By the way, there is an interview with Corey Taylor and Sarah Parker of the uh, Jackson Show fame, if you would like to check that out, at WMMR.com. Sarah does an awesome job with his video stuff and, like, the rock update and yeah. all that stuff. She's really good on camera and, and always good with the information. Agreed. Alter Bridge is writing a new EP called Walk the Sky 2.0 for a November 6th release. The project includes six live tracks that were recorded at shows the band played in the beginning of this year. And I thought you said recorded at shows. I was like, what, downstairs? Hey. Well, the what do you do? What, what, what you do? Why you record? It's a captive crowd. Yeah. Uh, these really VHS tapes? <laughs> they still have them down there. Uh, there is also a brand new song Live called... Live from the Joe's Conference Center. <laughs> Last Rites, which was uh, written and recorded during the pandemic lockdown. 
Ozzy Osbourne is set to end the summer with the release of the 40th anniversary expanded digital edition of his debut album, Blizzard of Oz, and digital versions of two classic long-form videos, Live and Loud and Live at at Budokan. Uh, The 40th anniversary edition of Blizzard of Oz is due out on Friday, and there will be some new bonus tracks that come along with that. So never available before live versions of I Don't Know, Crazy Train, Mr. Crowley, uh, Revelation, Mother Earth, Steal Away the Night. On one of those bonus tracks, he actually attempts to say digital. Uh, Suicide (laughs) Solution and You Said It All. Uh, So those are new live tracks never heard before that will be on there. Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett admitted that he and his bandmates are far too bonded to each other to ever split. Uh, During a chat with the Daily Star, Hammett explained that Metallica is firmly entrenched into one another's lives. He said, we've definitely survived so much and have become brothers. Uh, We love one another, even if we sometimes hate each other as well. Uh, But that's the way it is with brothers. We realize that we are bound to one another for the rest of our lives. I could say I'm leaving Metallica, and then what? Everyone would look at me and say, hey, that's the Metallica guy. Uh, Hammett went on to say that uh, communication between the band is solid these days, and we hold a virtual meeting once a week to keep in touch. So James is working his way out of his situation, meaning rehab and so on. And apparently he's doing very well. We can really only try to support him. Uh, Whenever something happens to a band member like this, it's so deeply unsettling. It comes as a shock. Uh, You have to do a bit of scrambling just to cover some ground. He added that James seemed like he was fine. But then you look back and you try to analyze the situation over time and see where the red flags were. And being on the road can be very challenging. And I would imagine for James to get up there in front of all those people and have to be on. Meanwhile, your family's not with you and all these things are going on. It builds up. As you can imagine. As you can imagine. <laughs> What's that, James? Uh, that's, he's changed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he now imagine. sounds a little bit different these As days. As you can imagine. Get the fuel, get the fire, get the... As you can imagine. I need to watch that video. <laughs> Of uh, intern Ben? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. As you can imagine. Was that, was that a clip? No, that was me. Okay. I, that... <laughs> I thought that was him. As you can imagine. Hey, you know what old okay. classic... So let, me, let me get this straight. You, just, you, you wore just a revealing top and you got an A+. plus. <laughs> This is outrage. This is goddamn ridiculous. Ben <laughs> just realizing that moment and how the world tilts towards the attractive. That uh, won our last Daily Rush uh, madness, didn't it? Did, it did, yes. And Ben actually was one of the biggest um, oh, he wanted lobbyists it. for yeah. it. Yeah. He wanted it to win, most definitely. Yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> one last story. Uh, Deftones have dropped a teaser for the second album of their new album, Ohms. Uh, the t- track is titled Genesis and will premiere online this Friday at midnight. Ohms will be released on September 25th. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to take a break because that's it for music news. And we have one more order of business to handle. And that is the letter of the day, word of the week. When we get back, Brent Porsche will have that for you, and then he takes over after us. We'll return in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. 
We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I think it was yesterday. Billy Corrigan has opened up a little tea shop. How nice! And teas and uh, vegan and uh, gluten free fare in, and, and uh, in Chicago and ribs. <laughs> Oddly enough, you got to throw something yeah. in there for the uh, the meat eaters. The it's a it, very uh, interesting teas and vegan menu items and ribs. <laughs> I'd go. You know what? I need to go to Chicago sometime. Yeah. I haven't been there in ages, and and if I were there, I'd go buy a, a Billy Corgan establishment on the sure. off chance that maybe he's there or something like that. You know, I don't know. Overdue for a trip. I was just looking at a picture of Chicago with their um, uh, the sun setting. Uh, somebody. Had How does that look? It, it was wild because they got a, a great photo from the the whole city sky. Chicago's skyline is beautiful. And they got it from a pretty far distance off, and the sun is right above it. And it's just wild-looking, man. Wild-looking with is all that. Is it sunny thing. outside now? We can't tell. I don't know. Brent, is it? Is it actually, is the sky clear? Because it looks cloudy to me. It's funny because I didn't even realize that the windows were tinted until you guys said something. Even though <laughs> you mentioned it yesterday, I'm like, right. yeah. yeah. But no, the, what, the sun was out for a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's shining but that's off cloudy. the cars down there. Yeah, it looks kind okay. of overcast. Okay. All right. right. We can't tell. <laughs> we can't Flat tell. out. We're living a lie. We're yeah. living a complete this lie. This is going to be a disaster for the uh, grandmometer. Yeah. yeah. We'll never, we, we just can't use it anymore. No, we're not going to be able well, We're moving that. into better temperatures. Yeah. Grandmometer is we'll, more a product of the summer. We'll deal with that next year. Um, I want to thank uh, Joe Frost, the Super Nanny, for being on the show. New episode Super Nanny are airing on Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Lifetime. So you'll be able to see her there. Uh, Thanks to uh, Mike and Alex on Fox 29. Uh, We popped on there today. Had a little flirtatious uh, thing going on. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. We're all getting turned on. more about Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike that. is not afraid to hit on police when they're transporting a perp <laughs> into the hospital, and uh, and it led to a relationship. Uh, how much uh, longer before he's doing it with the hostage negotiator? That's a good point. <laughs> Mike's got some game, though, man. He does, yeah, he definitely. He's uh, you know, he's good like that. Yeah. How are you, Brent? Porsche? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. All right, let's take care of the letter. Yeah, I remembered to do that today, so here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter, and it is uh, the Preston Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter E is in everything that rocks. All right, and we have two more to go before we give away a three hundred dollar Visa gift card from Ardent Credit Union. Uh, where free checking pays you cash. Visit ardentcu.org. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, double shot of Iron Maiden yesterday. Yeah. We were sitting in here listening to Run to the Hills. We did. I think it was a rush into Iron Maiden. Yeah, right? yeah. it was awesome, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I heard Big Money. What did you play before that? Do you remember? It was Tom uh, Sawyer? Tom Sawyer, yeah. yeah. Big Money is in my top three favorite Rush songs. It's a great song. And that's from what album? Uh, it is from, hold on a second, uh, Power Windows? Power Windows, you're correct. Because somebody yesterday was blowing me up on the texter saying that it was from Moving Pictures and swore oh, that it was no, from Moving Pictures. No, no, Power on. Windows. Pashaw, <laughs> please. Uh, what's up on the show today? Man, we got some workforce blocks. Buck Cherry, we're going to be celebrating the 12th anniversary of their fourth studio album called Black Butterfly, which was released today. A Perfect Circle. I don't know the last time we did a block of A Perfect Circle. but Wow. It's, 
the 17th anniversary of their sophomore album, 13 Steps. We're going to be highlighting stuff from that. And we're going to be doing Cheap Trick featuring a cool cover of the Beatles. Come on. I forgot who's in a perfect circle. Maynard. Yep. Maynard. Yep. That's right. From yep. Two. Yep. And 13 Steps is a, pays homage to the Thriller album, right? The song Thriller? Oh, because in... To the song Thriller? Yeah, I think so. Or is it... I'm, I'm making that up, <laughs> but that would be cool, though, because you hear 13 Steps before the drum beat hits. Right. Is That's that right. About? Uh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. that, huh? Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right. Uh, well, I want to thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and also Duncan, official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, tomorrow on the program, our buddy Robert Irvine, yes. celebrity chef, will be jumping on the show. Comedian Jared Freed. And at long last, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, Kathy's Fall Act. Oh, yes. You'll have the list. You'll be growing chickens in your home before you know it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, i got to get home to rotate them. Yep, you do. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. All right, guys. I am the New Jersey driver who hates New Jersey drivers. Let me tell you why. This hat decides it would be cool to drive around and go in and out of non-passing lanes and not using the blinker. It's because of you. Damn it. Next message. This is a shout out to all you listeners. 933 WMMR right now. Have a great day, mother. Next message. Everybody with every plate in every state is a all the time. You all drive like an idiots. I swear to. Learn to drive. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.